When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 24, 25, and 26 of The Dragon Reborn, scouting and discoveries, questions, and behind a lock. Enjoy! All right, welcome to season three, episode ten. Yeah, wow. Okay, moving right along. Um, so before we get into anything else, I do want to give a few housekeeping things just to kind of get that out of the way. Uh, first of all, we have no new patrons this week, but we have changes to our Patreon page. So anyone who's interested, go check it out. The tiers have been changed. The benefits, um, at least for the higher tiers, have been changed around. Hopefully, it's more enticing. We'll see. It's up to you guys. It's a great way to support us. Um, as far as other big milestones, we just hit 40,000 downloads uh, for total listeners or total downloads, which is kind of cool. Um, and then we hit, hit 400 people in our Discord server. I know last week I said we only need two more. So now we're over there. So we're getting crowded. Um, but we still love you all. And keep keep coming. Um, if you like our podcast, like uh, our community, come join it. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, we have a lot of first-time readers in here. And... Uh, we enjoy interacting with them as, as long as veterans as well. So um, before I get into anything else, we do have a guest tonight, our two guests tonight. So I want to introduce them real quickly. Um, they are another read through podcast and also another first time reader podcast. So I have Gus and Allie from the Wheel Takes podcast, and I want to let them introduce themselves and tell a little about them. Hello. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having us. Uh, we're really excited to be here. Uh, Alan gave you the rundown already. We're a, we're a different first reader podcast. We are currently at the beginning of book five. Yeah. Uh, and I've read the whole thing. And I am on book five, uh, chapter five. And uh, yeah, our podcast doesn't spoil anything beyond what I've read. And uh, Gus and I are also engaged, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. We think so anyway. And the podcast hasn't broken us up yet. So we're thrilled about that. Yeah. So far <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like ninety percent of him is him gaslighting me about what does what I think happen. about the book. So <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Sounds healthy. Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get him back later. Yeah, I, I heard a lot of fivers in there. So you're just did you hear a fiver? Was there a fiver in there? Is it a niner? Can you call him from book a five? <laughs> book a five? Fiver? Chapter five. Um, there, yeah, you know what? We're gonna stick there forever if we can. I yeah, like yeah. I like the the symmetry of book five, chapter five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds like it good, has a good ring, good, good place to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it feels like a great we've come, <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. So, so guys, we're not going seven years after all. We're just going to book five, chapter five, and then we're done as well too. So, hey, that's like five five. That's May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. Like you, you're ending on a party date. Oh, we can we can time it. Good. Yeah, we can time it. 
Yeah. All right. Um, also, one thing I want to do each time is uh, highlight a location that we have listeners from. Just say thank you guys for listening. So we have a new uh, location. It's Guam. Um, nice. So one of the territories of the U.S. Uh, we have uh, at least one listener there, according to our, our analytics. So whether I believe that or not, who knows? Um, well, that's another the place. Time. There's a good chance uh, it could be a service member. You know, we got a lot of Air Force, Navy, and oh, yeah. Army out there. So, oh, definitely. Yeah, but like, I, so normally it's it's probably right if it shows up there. It's just oftentimes people are from places and they don't show up. So the other way around, I guess, is that false negatives? Whatever. Um, right. I don't know the medical term. Anyway, moving on. Personal life. Um. Yeah, we got new mics, which is cool. Um. We had my family's Christmas finally because my parents finally got over COVID. Um, so we could actually have on my side of the family Christmas last weekend. So, oh, yay. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. Are okay. Yeah, they're fine. Uh, yeah, both of them got it. And uh, we had to postpone Christmas for quite a few weeks because my dad got it first. And then, of course, my mom got it after my dad. Mm. So, we mm. was like, yeah, we're like, oh, we have to delay it a week. No, we delay it two weeks. No, okay, three weeks later. Okay, we have Christmas. So, the kids had fun, and that's what's important. Uh, my brother came in town from Pennsylvania, and we had a good time. So, um, yeah. Alan, fun. remind me how many kids you have. I have two. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good number. Yeah, <laughs> Ian has Ian has four. Oh that's my also a good God, number. bless you. I'm, I'm trying to build my own so, baseball team, so we got more to add. We're trying to figure that one out. You're, you're part of the way there. My yeah. my brother's got four, and I don't understand how he does it. Uh, they just start entertaining each other at some point it's you know oh that's good you can't stop the machine it just keeps moving Mm, (laughs) is that what you call it (laughs) (laughs) the machine yeah i had to abbreviate with the tattoo though because you know it's not enough space (laughs) sorry Uh, so what's going on with your life ian let's start with you uh there is um well, a lot of cool stuff's been going on. I did a little three-day getaway to the beach last weekend. Uh, there's one part of that story that until I talk to lawyers, I can't share here yet. But I've mentioned to some of y'all in <laughs> more private communications. I think it'll be okay, but yeah, I got to figure that one out. Um, but it was still a good time, uh, you know, and uh, spent a lot of, I, you know, I napped on the beach. I got perfect weather. It was like low 50s with with no breeze, so you could kind of do the hoodie and jeans thing and, and be comfortable out there. And it was just what I needed. So, uh, also, um, for those of you all that were hopeful to like come across me on, uh, you know, Tinder or Facebook dating or whatever, just know I'm about to take my profile down. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> met this lady, uh, called Celine and she is <laughs> and sultry. She's and really just, hot. God, she's so hot. <laughs> Uh, and I'm a huge fan, so I'm just going to commit myself to her right now and call it a day. Yeah. Seeking that glory, the, huh? The machine is off the market. Lots of glory. <laughs> <laughs> is that what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is that what they're calling it this, these days? Yeah, glory? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you want? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris? A new slang term. Yeah. <laughs> uh, per usual, just staying busy so teaching virtually is always fun and now we have to give midterm exams next week so we're preparing the kids for that but you know personally i uh 
grandmother had surgery last Tuesday, came out of it really well, um, and then got sick on Thursday. We, for a moment, thought it could have been something really serious, but I think it was just the surgery catching up to her. Um, Because by the end of the day, like I waited around for quite a while before I shot to Charlotte and got my nephew to come up here and stay with her um, to help out a little bit while I was gone and made my way to Charlotte Thursday night to hang out with Chanel since we had the extended weekend, which was really nice to kind of get away from everything and to be in her presence. She did have her interview on Friday and it was more like a lunch and learn about the opportunity because she was pretty much guaranteed the position if she decided she wanted it. So we got some harder decisions to make in the very near future um, regarding, you know, what we're going to do with that. If it, if everything is lucrative and it's a great opportunity, then she's definitely going to take it. Like we had the situation. She, she got the interview Friday morning and, she called me during her lunch break and I was like, don't tell me, I want to see, I want to, I want to hear it in person because, you know, you, verbal communication is one thing, but the nonverbal is 70 to 90, depending on which scholar you listen to. Yeah, definitely. But you get 70 to 90% of all communication nonverbally. So I wanted to see it. And I'll tell you, um, she rooms with her sister, like they, they share an apartment together and like, before she even got home, her sister came and like knocked on um, her door, which is where I was. And she's like, oh, my God, did you hear? Chanel's got opportunity for fellowship, and it's just phenomenal. And she had sent me the, the, the read-up already. So I read all the different organizations that were going to be a part of this opportunity. She'll be able to write policy for inclusivity and diversity. Uh, that's not a word. <laughs> Diversity is the word. Diversity. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So she'll be doing that for a lot of different groups, such includes like Novant Health Group and um, hold on, there was like the the litany of groups that she'll be writing this stuff for was just like absolutely huge. C- USAA, the Hartford, Papa John's, PMG, oh, wow. Mass Mutual, oh, Macy's, wow. John Hancock, HP. Like Equinox, American Managing Partner, Elderman, Denny's, Financial, CNO Financials, Script and Cigna Services. You know, you could just say Procter and Gamble. (laughs) (laughs) It's all of them. So, quite literally, like when I read the workup and saw how excited her sister was, I just couldn't help but be happy for her. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, if you're going to do that, then you're not going to be moving to Newport News to, to live with me so we could live together. So she came home. She was excited. She told us about it. It's like, all right, let me take you out to celebrate. We hop in the car. She looks at me and she's like, I'm a horrible person. And like, she gets this look on her face. She's like, I haven't asked you what you think about this at all. And then she like, tears come to her eyes. She's like, if you don't want me to take the job, I'm not going to take it. Oh. Oh. I'm like, and if you didn't take it, you would resent this, not taking this opportunity for the rest of your life. And what's four more years you know, I, I have a con with three and a half years is what my contract is left teaching here in Newport News. I'm like, you know, I'll teach out my contract and then I'll move to Charlotte. That's just kind of the way it's looking right now. Or oh, I buy myself okay. out of my contract in two years and I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> well, Charlotte's right. fun too. I mean, it's a it's a wonderful city. We have friends oh, that moved down Newport there. News, a few years but... 
<laughs> I know it's not it's not home, but we have we have we, I have two friends that uh um they they live here here Newport News and they they packed up left went to Charlotte, yeah, um, and yeah they live in Gastonia right outside of Charlotte. It's really nice. Okay. That's only like five hours out, so I'm like, you know, I could always drive back for the a long weekends and stuff like that and visit family and friends. And But I kind of already made my mind up of like, I'll take the time to take care of the business I have here. And then after that, it's just, when do we want to make the move? And we don't I plan on proposing at some point in time this year and then getting married sometime next year. So really, we got to hey, solid... Does she listen to this podcast? Because you just kind of gave it away. No, <laughs> Go to edit this out. Like, let me know. This, <laughs> no, this conversation that we have already discussed. Like, are we, are we picking out kids' is, names? Is it too late for me to throw? Oh, one we, did that in, we did that in week one. I've got ideas. We did that in week one. You should see my Google Drive. Like, I have this amazing Google Drive that we created with like wedding ideas and babies' names, and like we were talking about this stuff a long time ago. So. Anyway, that's uh, it. Later, yeah. later we're gonna need to to hear those names. Mm-hmm. I, I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna chat about all of that later. <laughs> Thaddeus, um, <laughs> Allie and Gus. Um, yeah. What's going what's on? Do you have personal life? What's going on with you guys recently? I've I've been known to have. Does anyone a have a personal, personal life, life right now? now? <laughs> no, not really. Depends I on don't. The day. Kind of like groundhog. Go first. Uh, sure. Uh, I got promoted at work today. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that happened a few hours ago. So I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm officially doing a job I've wanted to do for a long time. I'm working in development for TV and film and uh, being paid to work in TV and film, which is wild. Yeah, <laughs> it, Cheers. it shouldn't be wild, but it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the fact that that happened during COVID, I'm still kind of figuring out, like, how to process that. Uh, Cause yeah, like a few months ago I didn't have a job and uh, you know, now I have a job that I've always really kind of wanted to have. So it's, uh, it's quite the, quite the shift. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much my big update. I, uh, in, a, in the same vein, I started my new uh, position today cause we're, we're moving out to the West coast soon. And uh, the company I work for, it's uh, it's uh, it's real estate investment, which is my day job, because uh, Allie and I both studied film and theater and stuff like that. But um, by day, I masquerade as now a junior desktop support analyst for uh, and I uh, a, a real estate investment company. So I started my new position today, and you killed it. And it was you killed it. Basically, eight straight hours of learning how to do stuff and responding to tickets, and I'm excited because it, that is much more preferable to uh, what I have been doing for five years, which was pretty much, "Hey, the coffee maker broke. Can you get <laughs> us another one?" And then, uh, you know, on on the you know other career stuff, like uh, I just finished a new draft of this pitch doc that I'm working on with a company that I can't talk about, but. Hopefully, in the next year, a couple months or so, I can talk about it because they'll buy it, and then y'all will know that I wrote a show for a company. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're uh, we're we're hoping. We're fingers crossed. Everybody send good vibes that they love it and they buy it. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, exciting. Awesome. So we we got a lot of on on the cusp of beginnings mm-hmm. for us. 
So, and so we're my, moving to California. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So that's my biggest up. question, my biggest question for you guys, if Allie just got a new job and Gus just started a job, you guys were not celebratory drinking because you're going to be on our podcast. I, I, I this is really, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, hey, um, we really, really wanted to be uh, good collaborators. We, 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 we put we a lot of pressure. We want to come over ourselves. here and just, you know, garble. I would have showed up yeah. if I was on your podcast. I would have showed up shit faced. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you do. All right, when you come to our house, you could show up as shit faced. Let you us want. know next time you have something exciting happening. We'll bring you in and. It, it, we'll just have a mess. It'll be excellent. Yeah. Next time we come, we'll be absolutely shit faced. We'll we make promise. it up to you. Thank that's you. Usually my go- that's usually my go-to move. Like my wife and I first met, um, she invited me to a party at her house. Little did I know it was like a little soiree and they're like drinking like wine coolers and soda and not really drinking um, at all. And I show up with a fifth of Jim Beam and I'm like, oh, I thought it was a party. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, well, I'm just getting drunk in the corner by myself. Uh, you guys keep your on. <laughs> so, anyways, um, that's perfect. let's go to predictions. Uh, get started this episode. So, oh, um, I'm so excited to hear these. Yeah. So these are from uh, some of them from last week. Actually, all from last week. Um, some are continuations, but everyone is sus. Um, yeah, everyone's black Aja. I mean, that sums um, up the whole series, right? Everyone is. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I believe everyone's black Aja and everyone's forsaken. That's yeah, my so, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. More, more, more specifically, uh, Elida is black Aja. That was my mm-hmm. prediction. Um, Egwene will be the armament seat, and mm-hmm. Ian, Ian mm-hmm. predicts that there will be more spankings in the future. Yes. Um, <laughs> Well, that, that one sounds like bullshit to yeah, me. I think we're done with that. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I'm like, what's with Robert Jordan and the butt stuff? Like, I gotta yeah. know. <laughs> if if I could gonna, ask him one question, every, Gus is really glad early. that I can't ask him a question because if I went to some fan con and he was there, that would be my question. Like, what's with the spanking, bro? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you said butt stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I think two different things when, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so where were we? <laughs> he wasn't an ass man or a boo man. He was an everything man. He was just, yes, yes about everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, he was, he was deployed for a while and just surrounded by, you know, a bunch of other guys. And uh-huh. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, just, you know, these things happen. You just, you got to live your life. Right. Yeah. 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 No judging, no judgment. None at all. Can I do yeah. What else is what else is coming? I, I want to know. I, I feel like we cut you off. Yeah, I, I need to know all your takes. Oh, there's there's a ton of them. I mean, I can go on for like an hour about all the takes. That was from last week. Um, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we. we I mean, what, what you guys can talk. What, what, Have y'all shipped what? any couples yet? Because that's oh, yeah. all I do. Uh, all I want is for everyone to start fucking in this series. Oh, that that was <laughs> that's um, my that was Chris early on. Mm. Yeah, early yeah, on, every time everybody we were everybody at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chris early on was like Egwene and Perrin, Perrin and Matt. <laughs> I like Perrin and Matt. I could get behind Perrin and Matt. Oh my god, let's make it happen. And then Nynaeve just had angry sex with everyone. Like she wasn't yeah. happy about it. She pretended like she wasn't pleased, but she did it anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then whoever it was was trying really hard to make her happy. Yeah, yeah. Over the top, exactly. Just, yep. She wouldn't break. Nope. You know what? That's a strategy. Just act like you cannot be pleased. Maybe no, try hard. harder. Maybe work for it. Oh, right, hold on. Ian was trying to ship uh, Moraine and Rand at one point. That was a uh, that was very early on. Yeah, I'm still Moraine and Rand. Yeah, Moraine and Rand. Yeah, that'd be right. cool. That'd be a cool little 
you know, hanky panky. Yeah, I think it could still happen. Well, she needs she wants greater influence over him, right? She wants. Uh, and what greater influence? <laughs> Let's be a May honest. extended Oops. December romance. So, yeah. somebody December. From <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've made some interesting decisions in my life, but if you look at the hmm, the poorest of decisions, usually, usually that was a motivator. Mm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's effective. Yeah. So yeah, relationships uh, definitely always are 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 talked about and i think every combination has been discussed so it's good yeah you want to you want to exhaust all the possibilities i feel like it's it's important i have i have hardships um i'll stand thruples that i want to have happen i have you know i'm very open-minded i'm like listen i'm part of the pansexual pantry so i'm like listen it's a cornucopia of options the end of the world in this series right (laughs) everyone should everyone have some fun Yeah. So what's your favorite grouping? Oh, some of them I can't talk about. But uh yeah, but listen, I want I I'm team Swan and Moraine. I like that. Hey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen, give me a second to think about that. We'll just make it all happen because I was like, listen, Master Bard, there's tension. And he has yeah. mustaches. He has more than one. So, you know, him and the two mm-hmm. ladies, they're plenty, yeah. plenty to go around. There's more than enough time to go around. Yeah. We we stand a thruple. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. By the way, yeah. so let's let's be, he rides in on a white horse with Moraine. On the back, uh, Tom, yeah, that was, yeah. Chris has talked about that, like that in the book. Tom's going to come on a white horse to save or to with Moraine or something. Yeah, it's good imagery. Mm-hmm. I like that. Is there room on that white horse for Swan as well? Like we can put them all three on the horse. Yeah, so she can be in the front. And <laughs> right I don't picture back. Swan as a big girl, so I feel like it could definitely they they can shift and make it work. Yeah, yeah, they definitely <laughs> describe her as pretty. I mean, Moraine's, Moraine's pretty definitely tiny, short, and Swan I think is is supposed to be kind of like young and mm. short looking. Yeah, I, I picture her. Or mm. we just get a Clyde, a white Clydesdale. Oh, and we're gonna go. go. And now that we spent five minutes on our intro, <laughs> 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 we told you there's us rabbit rabbit trailing again. Yeah. So, so moving on to chapter twenty-four, <laughs> scouting and discoveries, and icon Yes, got some dice as the icon, um, which always means Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, so we start with Matt waking up in his bed. Um, um, he's still trying to figure out how to escape. That's all he's thinking about right now is how's how's he going to get out? How's he going to plan out strategy? And we'll start there with that scene, and have you guys just talk about it? What you know? He's hungry. He's still eating everything. Yeah, so on this chapter, Alan, you're going to be tested on how well you can moderate and get us to talk until we get to the the coolest scene of this chapter. And I'm going to try my hardest. <laughs> I just want to instantly just rush ahead and skip a few pages, but there is some good stuff in here. So uh, I'll reiterate what we, what we brought up in um, earlier shows. I love the Matt point of view. I'm bummed that we didn't get one of Matt before the dagger to really see if there is a difference. I'm assuming there is with what we're finding out here, but we didn't get to see it before. And then like Chris got into last time, like uh, even right off the bat here, he's just so observant of every little thing. And um, 
much more analytical than I think it, we as readers gave him credit for or even thought him capable of before. So I am certainly warming up to this dude. Yeah, I think I, what really drew my attention was the statement, too much memory still lay covered with fog, but he would not mm. give up. <clears throat> I think it really alludes to the very simple fact that there's something more going on with Matt at this point, um, very specifically because of the, the fact that when he originally woke up, he kind of woke up in a, a dreamscape where he wasn't quite himself. So I'm wondering if he feels as if there's his own personal memories that are still fogged or if he is starting to come into some other self, like he's having memories of the past. So, yeah, especially and, since. And it, sorry, go ahead. Nope, you go ahead. I'll say, and, and that kind of ties right into, not to be repetitive, but me trying to figure out how this healing process works and if there's different types of healing that work differently, but it just, it seems like there was this instant connection made between Matt that we know now and maybe him from a previous life or a previous turn of the wheel or whatever. And, you know, he starts speaking in, you know, the old tongue or screaming some menethrin shit. Um, and, and we already saw in the last Matt point of view that, uh, and we see in this one moving forward, there's there's memories that are coming to him that are not from this life. So there's a combination as it all starts coming back together. You know, there was that fog when he first came to and the memories are coming back, but not all the memories that are hitting him are from this life. I'm starting to kind of buy into that idea that the healing happens by a change in time. But I, I would wonder whether or not it would be a reversal or moving forward a time. And that's just because of the idea of this, if you were... If you reverse time, then wouldn't you eventually go forward again? Or, or maybe you're somehow reaching through to the different mirror worlds and borrowing some life force from the other versions of Matt and bringing them together or something. And and that's mm -hmm. why it also brings the memories with it somehow. Which if that's true, that would add to, remember when Moraine was trying to heal Rand's wound that he got from Ballsy? And she was super. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know. So ballsy's a thing here. Um, yeah. That's I'm into it. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, but she was super worried that his wound wasn't healing. And maybe that means that somehow this wound was in inflicted on Rand across all these different mirror worlds or all these different points of time or whatever. Anyways, but love oh. that perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An interesting perspective. Very nice. <laughs> and I ain't sure. even drunk yet. Mm. What? I said, He's and I ain't even drunk yet. It's not even my best work. Why not? Take a shot. <laughs> We're getting there. out of a boot. <laughs> out of a boot. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I drink my milk in the morning out of a boot. Yeah. Like it's it's always out of a boot. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you if you go watch the way the leaf is diversified now, he's not just a boot. He's um he's also a teacup and a teapot and a urn, an ice tray, ice tray. Yeah, he uh, definitely chugged a beer out of an urn. That was um that was uh, interesting. Uh, a pumpkin, <laughs> a pumpkin. Yeah, there's a pumpkin. Nice, um, nice. Your dog, your dog bowl, the uh, dog's food bowl. A pussycat lantern. Into it, into it. More than just in a, a, in a crown, a crown, a hat. Uh, oh, that's right. A crown. Yeah. Anyway. So I yeah. Remember, 
for for me, I remember this chapter. I I hated Bat for so much of the early series, and I'm not going to confirm whether or not that continues. But this was a moment. This whole chapter was a moment where I went, "Oh no, do I actually like Matt? Oh no, <laughs> do I do I have to put him on the Christmas card list?" <laughs> I yeah. So Ian's loved Matt all along. So um, a lot yeah. of people have that same feeling where they don't like Matt at first, but um, I think I think, Ian... I think my my reasoning is I think Matt and I have a lot in common, and so that's why he annoys me. Well, you, you, <laughs> and then I have to go talk to my therapist about it. You would absolutely wander <laughs> off and grab a, a shiny dagger. Oh, absolutely. Who wouldn't do that? Yeah. It, if I mean, it looks like it was expensive. It's a giant go. ruby on it. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, let's. I it's mean, just a dagger. Ian yes. is our resident Matt, so I think for the same reasons why he liked Matt is because he identifies with Matt as well. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. um, well, you probably have a much healthier self-esteem than I do. Right. <laughs> well, and at, at this point, it kind of it feels better because if he would have just stayed this wild card character. Uh, and making these crazy rash decisions, not basing in any sort of logic or analytics, then like maybe along the line, I'd have to give up on the totally loving Matt. But mm-hmm. this version of him that we're starting to get, um, man, it just makes me love him even more. Um, that he has like this deeper level and we'll hit some lines here. Um, you know, when he's, <clears throat> I'll jump ahead a little bit, but when he's talking to, one of the guards that's getting ready to go out to the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the guard made some comment like, what are you, a thief or something like that? And uh, this comment from a total stranger that Matt, you know, shouldn't really care about, he was extremely offended by that and, and very prideful that, like, no, like, you know, I'm not a thief. I'm no thief, da-da-da-da-da. And so he's, he's yeah. in a principle. He has these hidden characteristics that, Maybe you, you wouldn't notice just by seeing the wild side of him. You might just think yeah. he's a, you know, a jokester, but he's there's more to him than that. There's layers. He's so humble. He's got morals. He's like, listen, he's not going to take shit anymore because the last thing he took made him into a corpse man. Yeah. So he's not going to take anything from now on. You know what I what I like about uh, <laughs> this new perspective of Matt at this point, and particularly uh, he, he and Rand have this thing in common to this point, which is that they see. For, for example, Aes Sedai or other folks who are who they perceive might want to manipulate them in some way. And Rand, Rand just, with with the grace of a bulldozer, drives directly into them and goes, no, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. And then we have Matt, who to this point has been like, oh, I'm totally going along with it. No one has to worry about me. I'm definitely going along with it. All the while, his inner monologue is is exactly the opposite, you know? And and yeah. that I think that's what drew me to the character really right at this point uh, in my first read through is oh this guy's this guy's sneaky yeah mm-hmm. he hasn't ar- he hasn't argued with anyone yet he just keeps collecting information yeah he's like all right Celine lady you tell me what you want to tell me all right Miss Amerlin you tell me what you want to tell me all right that's good let me go talk to this dude over here and see what I can get and he's just mm-hmm. collecting taking notes well that's like quite. Him. He has quite the cunning. I mean, it's kind of what we're describing. He's got the ability to be cunning. And he is, like you said, observant. But he's lacking some humility, which I think at some point in time is going to get him in greater trouble. I think the the first part of it that we saw of his 
kind of lack of control at some point and, and lack of humility was blowing the horn. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. A little reckless. Because, he had no idea yeah, what the consequences would be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then he was just like, you know what? I, if, if anybody can do it, like I'll do it. I got you. We're just going to make this work. So is I think, that a recklessness though, or is it a selflessness? Uh, I think occasionally he can be reckless as hell, but oh, as, no, some, I agree. as someone who's reckless as hell, like who am I to judge? So, but I, I just yeah. want to throw it out there. He sees he sees death on all sides and says, "Well, maybe this will work." That's true. Uh, true. I mean, there's there's a there's an ounce of uh, a sprinkling of you know lack in faith in your companions there. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, and then sometimes it's like there's a guy literally named More Death, and they're like, "Seems legit." <laughs> Sign me go, up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe we don't touch anything that he has on his person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think we got into the whole More Death thing when we first met him too. That what a mm-hmm. what a fantastic name. If it was like a little bit of death, or like death sometimes, but not always, then yeah, sure, grab yeah. a dagger. But yeah. More Death. Like <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, let's have this conversation away from the shadows. Like, let's, you know, I think I've just listened to too many murder podcasts where I'm like, uh-uh, I'm, you're not going to murder me today, yeah. sir. He's so really so conversation in the light with my little pepper spray in my hand. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, he's really self-reliant. Like, he's just set on leaving. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be gone before they know it. He tucks his dice, his, uh, dice into his cup and he's like, out. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll, be I'll be able to buy more like i think some of it is just again lacking in humility he just thinks you know once i make a decision it just is what it is and yeah. i'm gonna go for it because it's gonna work because i said so yeah right and with the information he has he doesn't have a reason yet to stay really I mean, oh no yeah, yeah. No, certainly no. not yeah so the whole hunger thing might get to him but he doesn't know, know that for sure. He's taken people's word on that up until this point. So sure. He don't have a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean his... they're feeding him. I would no, stay. I would stay. <laughs> <laughs> for him, sign me up. Yeah, for him, let's stay. Let's let's wait this out and see how it goes. I, I feel you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I'm a simple person. You if you're feeding me, I'll, I'll stick around. Yeah, that's it. It's like my daughter. My daughter is uh, my son's the super picky eater. Like he will put his nose up to everything um, in the entire world. Um, I don't even know how he keeps weight on because he doesn't eat. Whereas my daughter will just, yeah, eat everything and she anything, and it just keeps eating and eating and eating. So I'm just like, okay, <laughs> it's the only. It, it just makes her happy. So I just you know, and she runs around a lot. A lot so yeah, she's brand yeah. new. Uh, she's she's only one years old. So. Yeah. Yeah, they grow so fast then. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta eat. Yeah. Yeah. How old's your son? Uh, he's almost three. Yeah, that's when they get weirdly picky. My nephew is like that. He got weirdly picky around three. Yeah, to the point like where he like he just he'll request stuff and then you put it in front of him. He's like, I don't like that. I'm like, Hmm. just wait till he's around twelve. Then all of a sudden you're like, why don't I have any food in this house? I don't understand. Oh oh, yeah. Did you put him on a swim team? That'll change. You know that, Alan. I know. I remember burning calories. He'll eat everything. My wife always talks about uh, how fast I eat, and the reason being is I grew up in a household. I have two other brothers, so it's three boys. And you want to see how fast a pizza can go? (laughs) Order, order some some Papa John's or or Domino's pizza. 
And by the time that thing hits the counter, it's clean. It's done. Listen, I was one of six kids with a single dad. Like, God bless. Like, we could go through pizza in about five minutes. And I eat fast, too. And that's because if you didn't eat fast, you didn't eat. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So my wife's a very slow eater. So she gives me always a hard time about how fast I eat. I was like, I grew up in a household where you you eat faster, you don't eat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a survival of the fittest. If we all made it to adulthood, it's because we all screwed each other over. <laughs> yeah, once you notice there's enough for seconds, but not enough for everybody to have seconds, it's a it's a fucking race. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's on. It's on. <laughs> Unless you're bigger and stronger. Oh, oh there yeah. you well, go. Well, well, Chris is our resident uh, parent uh, giant, so, um, <laughs> you know. Um. I'm just like, yeah, I'm eating three slices and I only took one, so I expect two to be left in the box. And it yeah, I mean, Chris walked in. Yeah, I feel like, okay. Uh, Everybody races to their plate, and he just scratch. walks away with the box. <laughs> <laughs> Think smarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so what book are we reading, Alan? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so let's get back to it. So, yeah, so, so Matt... Food's good. Um, so... So yeah, so Matt goes and he immediately goes to the guards to the barracks because he's trying to test whether or not the Amarillo was basically bullshit or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so doesn't really cleverly try to pick, you know, find a bridge guard, not just any guard, and see whether or not he can leave. And sure enough, yeah, um, get to the scene. So he finds out this is Swan's Lake, and she is on uh-huh. top of it. Uh, that's neat I like that you did a great job with that one <laughs> Gus Thank can you, you tell me does she have that written down was that in her notes to she bring does. up no no oh she was winging it I like oh, no. it she, she's yeah, an I was an improviser in Chicago for a Before long time <laughs> That's I'm cool. that much more impressed. Well played. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I got to say, I like his monologue prior to getting to the bridge guard because he really did have this internal, like, am I really going to bother looking for the women to determine whether or not I should sell some gratitude or should I just try to get out of here first? He really is one of those individuals who who does have a heart, but definitely puts himself above others. But, I mean, he does make the decision, like, if I just so happen to come across the ladies, I, I will give them a thank you, and hopefully they won't turn me in. But the fact that he has, like, if it was Rand, he would never question whether or not the girls would turn him in. But for him, he's like, well, they're becoming eyes to die. Can I trust them? I mean, that's that's keen observation. That's a good, strong strategist thinking whether or not he can gamble and that's the other thing. He's a good gambler on, mm. you know, Nynaeve and Egwene and Elena. And he, he makes a decision to do so. But I think if it was between seeing them and leaving, he's going to definitely peace out. And then we that's, get to the bridge guard. And I said, I thing in particular is a big sticking point for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. I mean, just the the lack of trustworthiness towards Asada at all. And I mean, they were taught that in the two rivers. That that's kind of one of the things is you don't trust an Asada. They never quite tell no. the truth. They only tell their truth or part of the truth. So, well, Chris, I'm curious. It might just be my mind trying to see this. So, help me out if I'm way off. I feel like pre dagger Matt. Uh, questioned 
eyes to die, didn't feel comfortable with it. Uh, a little bit of his conversations with Rand was like, I don't know, like, remember what we heard about eyes to die? But now it's a very definite F those ladies, I'm getting out of here. Like, there's there's absolutely no love at this point. Well, uh, am, I, am I often noticing enough. that? You're right, and I think Matt is sharp enough to realize that he has something that they want. So he is now a tool, and he does not want to be used. So he is definitely a free spirit. Yeah, true. Or he likes to choose his own path, and he realizes or realized at some point, especially once the Amalyn kind of confirmed it, like they need him for the sake of the horn. Mm, and so did he come up with that on his own, or did Celine's speech... Uh actually bear fruit i think Celine's speech informed him like you said he's he's very much paying attention and weighing his options like again I, you go back to his number one skill and it's gambling but mm-hmm. i don't yeah. necessarily think that it's gambling or it's more or less being a real strategist like most of your top tier gamblers aren't there because they have an addiction to it but because they have a keen understanding of the probability of the outcome and outcomes. Well, and reading your opponents too, that's huge. And they, he references the horse trading with his dad and everything and knowing who you're dealing with is. Exactly. So there's a, a fine all. line between like a professional businessman, a professional, whatever you want to call it versus a gambler. And he himself has that, that mentality. And so he's weighing everything out very quickly and then kind of determining what his next action should be. And so he went from distrust because of all he's heard, which means he's given it thought. This is all he knows. So this is the information he's going to go off of to then having experiences traveling with Moraine and seeing exactly what occurred there. And though he was the one that picked up the dagger, his darn self, he was brought into that area by Moraine and land. So he probably put some partial blame for that on them. And then he's now told that he has the power to control this tool, but that means everybody's going to kind of be after him for that manipulation. And if he doesn't give in, then what's the simplest thing to do? Get rid of him. So he's Mm -hmm. he's also a survivor. Mm. It's tricky, you know? I mean, because there's also the situation where uh, Swan makes it pretty clear to him, I think, in... Uh, a few chapters ago where she, where she goes, we had two choices. We could heal you and keep you linked to the horn, or we could have let you die. And then we could have blown the horn ourselves. So, and she kind of leaves it open, you know? And, and what I appreciate so much is that as, as, as you're saying, uh, as, as a gambler and a strategist and someone who, who, who takes all things, that are on the table equally. He goes, that's a string. You're, you're trying to make me feel indebted to you. You're, Mm -hmm. you're trying to make me feel like I should stay because you chose to save me, but I'm alive now. You know, I I can Mm -hmm. say or not. And there's the argument too, that he's to and he knows Mm -hmm. that he's got an importance beyond the horn or he, he has a feeling that he could have an importance and so does Swan. So, he realized that he's got a little bit more influence, especially now that he's got two factions fighting for him. He's got, um, good grief, her name, Lanfear, and then he's got Swan, both 
trying to manipulate and control. Yeah, and meanwhile, we're at this point where, I'll say it again, I think there's some previous version of Matt, just like with Rand, there's Luce Theron. Um, With Matt, there's some previous version of him that was great and significant and important or whatever that's starting to connect to him and break through. So that, whatever that is, is starting to kind of push his mindset and the way he thinks and his attitude and everything. Yeah. So then he addresses this bridge guard and he just, I mean, he almost does a really good job of carrying on casual conversation. Like he, the way he started was really good. And if he, I think if he had thought it through a little bit better, I would have started with one guard and gathered a little bit and gone to the another and got a little bit. He may have had, you know, greater chances of getting out. So this is where his, his, gambling his luck ran out a little bit yeah but at the same time given what he was told you know the amberlin told him you know i'm giving your description to everybody da 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 and you're not going to be able to make it through uh picking somebody out that's just like you know not the guy in charge but just one of the guards and just letting yourself be seen and known and see if this person would figure it out and if this, like, you know, medium to low rank guard, like, he's he's a nobody, if he doesn't recognize me and he doesn't say anything, I might have a chance. But on the flip side, if he picks up on it uh, that he knows that I'm not supposed to cross or anything like that, then, okay, I can't just casually get past the guards. That's that's out of the game plan. So, no. Again, I have a lot of Matt love right now, so I I feel like nothing he did was a mistake here. It was all intentional. And smart. Well, that's sure. the thing. It's it's scouting, right? And so if he comes away with having scouted the knowledge that it is harder than I thought, that's a win. Yeah. 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 You've yeah. got intel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. At the very least. That's what I'm liking. Yeah. Yeah. He's a clever. He's a clever person. Yeah, I think we I mean, kind of described him as clever earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just with the. Um, the title of the chapter discoveries and scout or scouting discoveries. It's his whole point of this little walk around. I mean, yes, he wants to leave as soon as possible, but also to find weaknesses, find if there's any way to leave. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's no sense of, I mean, he can leave the tower gardens and go to the city of Tarvalin, but he can't get past the bridges. So well, why walk all the way to the bridge? If you can just gather information right there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. And at some it's point weird. in the chapter, he looks for weaknesses in, Kneecaps, shoulders, ribs, <laughs> but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Before we get there, he does leave the the barracks and he sees a girl, um, little Elsie Grinwall. Oh my god, uh, the queen! So she's my Allie's favorite, favorite character. random character. I I I will tell you, we stand a horny queen in our podcast. <laughs> Lovely. I like uh, always justice for Elsie Grinwell's vagina. Anyway, <laughs> do you guys remember Elsie? Yeah, yeah, she was okay. all, from, she from was all about the boys, but well, yeah, specifically she Rand. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I think I, she showed up a couple episodes ago talking to I think Egwene and them. But um, yeah, she's walking down and um, she scolds him for not be for being out, and but her eyes seem off, and there's something off about her. Um, he notices that. I don't know if you guys caught anything with that. But. 
He said he, Matt comments that his her eyes are off and something feels off. Okay, so she's worried he's contagious or something, right? Yeah, she's trying to avoid him. Yeah, she, she's she, like, "What's the matter, Elsie? You look like you don't know me." Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, she replied, "I know you." Da 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 da. So, okay, so the reason the long pause there, and when you edit it, you need to leave it because, like, <laughs> this is one of those things. I'm thinking to myself, did Alan like try to lead me somewhere? Was that a mini spoil? Because I was just thinking. Maybe they were all instructed to, you know, not engage with Matt and not talk to him and he's dangerous and blah, 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 blah. But when you (laughs) mention her eyes glazed over thing, like now I'm starting to think like. That's what the book said. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm trying to find the words. Did you, did you drop that or. Anyway. Can I say something I thought at the time? At the time, yeah. At yeah, the time. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah go for is it. Is that okay, Alan? Full yeah, thing. that's fine. Go for it. Don't ask Alan. Oh. Say it. <laughs> Only because I'm so obsessed with this character, and she's my horny queen. Hmm. Uh, my big red flag about her behavior in this chapter was that she was walking away from the shirtless boys practicing on the courtyard. Oh, yeah, good point. Where- I was like, my woman would never... <laughs> Yeah. Leave that scene. It's Galad. <laughs> it's yeah. Galad and Galen. They're princes and they're, they're shirtless. The hottest and second hottest man. Yes. In the world. Oh, how rough for Galen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always feel bad for the second hottest brother, but <laughs> um, no one, everyone wants to be the same level, right? As their siblings and like roommates. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went, my girl Elsie would never do this. Why? Why is she walking away? She could be sick. So, oh. She could be sick. She could be if had orders to go to Alan. Alan, stop covering your tracks. You, you, <laughs> let, the, you let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, I was. I was going to say that when you said that, and in you know, I replay in my head what I read. I'm like, wait a minute, is this uh, like one of those servants from the Dark Friend Social, like just full on oh. glazed over in Na Na Land? Mm-hmm and serving not knowing what they're doing or some variation of that like they're being compelled to do something um you know either they're turned or being turned i don't know turned down for what (laughs) i mean granted maybe elsie saw too much in the courtyard and needed some alone time Uh i thought we will just put that out there but it's it was us don't judge me but she does seem like the type i mean you know it's (laughs) Sorry, ladies, I need to excuse myself. What for? <laughs> Nothing. I'm going to take care of business. Be right back. Listen, novice life sounds pretty lonely. <laughs> yep. So you're right, Alan. Between the novice quarters, that is a glory hole. We were trying to figure out <laughs> what, what that was. But um, <laughs> you nailed mm. it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, um, real quick though, I'm going to pull an exaggerated Chris and I need to go back just before this scene. Um, and it's for any of our sailing friends out there. You may or may not get this. I'll put air quotes around it. Joke. Uh, but when they were questioning Matt and giving him looks, trying to figure out what he was doing with all the eyes to die up in the tower, 
and he just gives the excuse, ah, oh, I was sick, and, uh, you know, they the sisters healed me. And then the aliener nodded and goes, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Captain Ron reference. It's a little Captain Ron reference. Oh. So, anyways, we'll, uh, everybody else just sip your drink, ignore that, and uh, move it along. Um <laughs> Anyway, great movie, by the way. So if you've uh, never seen Captain Ron, I'd highly recommend checking it out at least once. Put it on the list. <laughs> I'll put it on the list. Got a lot of movies to Gus watch. Gus and I have um, Gus and I 70 movies last, last year. year. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, 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 what is it? Martin, it's Martin Short. Martin Short. And, um, and Kurt Russell. Uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. So good. A- Honestly, give yourself time to watch it three times because it's so quotable in such a fantastically funny way. Um, you're going to want to memorize a lot of lines. So mm-hmm. two to three, especially watches. if you ever go on a sailboat, you want to memorize all those lines because they're quoted often in sailboats. <laughs> anyway, Sounds so good. we'll do. Uh, yeah. So uh, next after Elsie uh, runs away, um, he hears commotion and starts heading towards it, obviously. Um, and one and kind of wanders right into the warder practice yard. And all these men are practicing swords and, there's an older man there that's training. We learn his name's Hamar later. Spelt like hammer. Um, I always called him hammer when I first read it. Because I, I still call him <laughs> oh, yeah, hammer. No, no, I know yeah, what the... it, it's hammer with an A. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Hamar. Um, on our podcast, I, I nickname everyone because I believe that if I get nothing right, then no one could get bad at me when I get things wrong. wrong. Uh, so sure. Hamar is always hammer to me. Yeah. Hamar's hammer. Nynaeve is knife. You know, mm. a Gwen is just Gwen, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Morgan is Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Okay. So when yeah. he gives his speech at the end, do we call that hammer time? Exactly. It was it was too legit. Well, he's got a hammer at home, you know. Like he's got to hammer that message. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it's a hammer quote. It was, it, was, it was too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> I like it. Uh, um, yeah, so we get to this uh, nice scene where um, every, all the eyes and eyes are watching these two these two young men spar each other. Barf. Um, Excuse me, it was yeah. a pair of men mostly stripped to the waist, and they flailed mm. at each other with more practice swords. Hot sweat dripped yeah. down their backs. We <laughs> <laughs> had a thing in the, early, in, the uh, in the first couple of books where I just called the three boys oiled up farm boys. Particularly around Elsie Greenwell's farm when they're just bailing hay or whatever. Yeah. And this this falls right squarely under the category of oiled up, except they're oiled up princes this time. <laughs> I think. Yeah. And I will okay. say at this point, and I mention it now for emphasis later, at this point, all the I Sedai and the accepted and whoever, the ladies that are watching these two, uh, I don't judge them, not in any sort of negative way, because I mean, when all else is equal and you got some eye candy, why not feed your eyes some candy? You know what I'm saying? I mean, check them out. And then you probably got some aspiring greens within the, within the accepted that are hoping and praying, uh, if they're going to be these, you know, battle maidens that they're going to have these fierce warriors working with them. So I get it at this point, they're ooing and eyeing over, um, these two, but especially, uh, what's his name? Gwen? Godwin? Which one? Which one's the handsome? Gawain and Galad. 
Galad. Galad is hot. Galad or Galad is the hot one. Yeah, and Gawain is the, and really Gawain hot, is the slightly less hot one. Hot one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But he's funny. And oh, Gawain likes Galad. Like, but Gawain really likes likes Galad a lot. Yes. Well, Gwen keeps picking winners, so we should trust her. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Gwen can't keep her tongue in her mouth whenever that boy's around, yeah. though. <laughs> Meow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Matt puts together who they are. Um, uh, and as he's thinking about it, they, they notice him and come over to him because they recognize Matt from uh, descriptions that people have given about Matt. <laughs> And start picking on him about, you know, if he's good with a sword, he should, you know, try to learn the sword and all this good stuff. And Matt says, oh, I don't need to learn a sword. I can use a staff. Um, that sword's for Rand. Huh. And then they start talking about Rand. So before we actually get to this next awesome scene, anything from that you guys want to talk about? I just think it's quite funny that his new pastime is juggling. It's kind of a, you know, kickback to our, our good friend, Tam, and teaching him Tom. The, Tom excuse me wrong T teaching him his new skill and yeah I just I find it very interesting that here he is pretty much on the battlefield and he could be less interested and then there's all these women around and he's like huh yeah all right I'd rather just juggle my rocks <laughs> all right so follow me here Chris um the juggling moment with him casually without even thinking about it, juggling the rocks in one hand. All right. So, okay. He juggles. We've seen this before. No big deal. But right when it talks about how he just kind of casually shifted it over to the other hand, I instantly got this mental image going back to, uh, a Gwen and Elaine juggling their light balls oh. <laughs> and practicing. And I was like, Holy shit is Matt channeling without anybody knowing. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that he could just do it idly. And I, I kind of, you know, my mind went along the same thought, not necessarily to the, to the ladies, but like he's just perfected the skill and he's doing it idly. And it's like, he didn't feel weak exactly, but it was good to sit. So this is just something that he can do without thought. And is there a little bit of all of his quote unquote luck and his skill? Like, is there a little bit something to it? And it, the next scene really brought that thought out more and more as I, as I went along. Yes. But okay. Think back. Wasn't he the one who put an arrow in one of the Trolloc's eyes the first time they encountered him back mm-hmm. with Tom. So Tom's throwing the knives and didn't he land some like fantastic Amazing shot, shot. horseback or something? Yeah. I mean, and just this is our first just time in his head, so we don't know exactly yeah. what the, what the deal is. And mm-hmm. since we're on the topic, I'll jump forward just a little bit. And I know he's healing, and we we know that him being hungry was going to be part of it. But as he's kicking ass and taking names, uh, he's getting weaker, potentially getting sick, potentially having that reaction that men yeah, have when they channel exactly i was but, thinking the exact same thing as we went along oh yeah i don't know i just for whatever reason i read that and i i thought about the girls sitting alone together practicing juggling balls 
And um, <laughs> I forgot I forgot where I was going with that thought, but <laughs> <laughs> it had to be balls, Robert. It's gotta be balls. It's like all the two rivers who were unmarried had to dance the pole. Exactly. Hey, uh, there's no other way. Well, we'll have to we'll have to keep <laughs> our eyes out for uh for for post channeling sickness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an interesting take. But it like there's no guarantee because we know he's going to be getting weak with his still healing thing, and that's what sure. so far so far. I'm not doing a hard full match channeling, but ooh we. Well, but I uh, know feeling it. Stay on alert. I'm feeling mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, anything else from this before Matt talks about how how good he is with the bow staff? You mean when Matt in front of Hammer performs his own version of "You Can't Touch This"? Yeah, yeah. pretty good with the bow staff. Yeah. He's so got his parachute pants, and he just yeah. shuffles over like. <laughs> <laughs> Your main takeaway from this, as I recall, was how how much Gawain loves Rand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gawain hears that Rand is from the Two Rivers one time and is obsessed. I don't understand. Like, hey, Matt, you know, you know Rand? Asian. I know Rand. Tell me more. Yeah, I've sent him many love letters. They came in the form of a caravan of people. And Rand goes, oh, I killed all of those people. Whoops. Well, so, hey, um, if and I'll, I'll, I'll say this first. If you ever want to have him on your podcast, just let me know. Uh, it, it might help. I don't know what's going on in future chapters. But I've got an expert here that'll give an answer as to why he's so obsessed with Ran. Uh, hold on, let me—he's coming out of the bathroom. Hey, hey, loyal, loyal, come here, come here, come here. Hey, man, why is he so obsessed with Ran? Hmm, Tavirin. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. That could be. Yeah. I mean, I'll say at this point in the book, I went, "Is it love?" <laughs> Is, that, is it love? <laughs> that is feeling. Is this the love that he? Because again, I ship everybody. Yeah. Oh, also, we're a singing podcast. If you didn't know that. <laughs> well, it's usually alcohol induced, and since it, you, it's just our, our Chris, our Chris just breaks out songs sometimes. Yeah, that's true. He's a happy singer. Yes. All right. So yes, yeah, so now we get to the next scene. So Matt's pretty good with the bow staff. Apparently, so yeah, and uh, chapter that's cool. Well, what'd you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind yeah. of uneventful, you know. Matt, boring. Matt, Matt pulls a quarter stuff out, it's like, yeah, I can beat you guys. Like, you're joking, right? Right? Um, so yeah, I'll bet you guys I can beat both of you guys, and let's talk about it. <laughs> What's great, um, is since we're in Matt's perspective. Even leading up to this little wager, like if you were from the outside looking in and you were watching this go down, you'd be like, Matt, what are you doing? You're about, you're about to get your ass whooped. But we're, we're getting this from Matt's perspective, and there's not a lot there, but as he moves forward with this plan, as he offers it, there's no hesitation. There's no doubt. There is nothing about what he does or says, as I read it, that makes you think – it's not already a guaranteed victory. Uh, and again, I start thinking about like, holy shit, what actually happened when he was healed? Like, uh, who is Matt connected to from some previous life? Like, there's something coming out. There's some badass 
that is kind of taken over here. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I, I knew moving, like, as I'm reading this, I'm like, this shit's about to happen. Matt is about to whoop their ass and it's going to be magical. And yeah, there you go. I see that's like it from the whole perspective of Matt being that strategist and being that gambler. And this is where you have that fine line of, is he a strategist or is he really just a gambler? Because he has a confidence that builds I mean, the first statement that was made was just like, are you here to learn? Did you come to the practice yard to learn the sword? And Matt shook his head. I was only out walking. I don't know much about swords. I think I'll put my trust in a good bow or a good quarterstaff. I know how to use those. So, you know, he he's one of those individuals who will only take the chance on that which he knows. And that goes to him doing the research on how to get out taking the time to find the right person to ask questions of, you know, even when he stole the dagger, what he knew was there was value there. He did not know whether or not there was anything real to the warning that was given to him about taking something from, uh, from Shagul, but he definitely realized value in the weapon that he held. So he's definitely going to take his own thoughts into account before he makes a decision and if he thinks he knows best he's definitely going to go for it and the the other part of this is is he doesn't like to be belittled and he doesn't like to be made feel less than agreed yeah and there's a little bit of pride there and I don't know if that, again, that this goes back to that thought from book one that he could be, like, of the blood of one of the kings of, Mer- of Manethrin. And he's, like, yeah. got lineage and heritage there. I mean, he has that royal air about him, in my opinion. I mean, here he is talking to two princes, or a prince and a bastard born, but still a prince nonetheless. And yeah. he's talking to them as if they were equals. So I guess as far as the fight portion though, do you, do you feel that he was gambling? I I guess what I was saying is I just, I felt, and again, I'm, I'm having this bromance love relationship with Matt. So Mm -hmm. I know cloudy vision, right? But I felt like there was no doubt. He was just totally confident that he was he was going to win. But I don't think that comes from his connection from past self. I think he literally, Watch the two fight while he haphazardly juggled his balls. At that point, rocks. <laughs> okay. Size <laughs> them up you know, a little he, bit. He, he's juggling a rock, size them up. He's like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to face them with a sword. That was a statement he made. But he didn't say I didn't want to face him. He didn't say I wouldn't face him. He didn't say I couldn't mm-hmm. face him. He's just like, I couldn't beat him with a sword. Oh, that's fair. So I'm curious. Did you two think when you started reading this, like, whether did you have an inclination as to whether or not you thought he was going to win? I honestly knew right away he was going to win. I, I just okay. felt he was, yeah. My I, I, and I have this affinity for people with country boy strength because that's how I've always been described. Country boy strong. Country boy mm-hmm. strength. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a real thing. 
I mean, you got this guy who's grown up his entire life on a farm protecting his animals, learning to fight against whatever comes at him from the dark, be it coyotes or wolves or, you know, men trying to steal. And, of course, a, a lot of this is assumption drawn on what I know of what people had to do to protect their flock. Yeah. But that gives him a – and then, of course, work in the fields – every summer you know surviving long winters you you got a guy who's you know hardened by nature and he has something to had something to protect his entire life versus two boys that were just properly trained on how to handle swords yeah Mm -hmm. and and one of our sorry one of our early predictions was that uh and when i say early i mean beginning of eye of the world was that the blood of Manethrin was strong in Matt in particular. And that was good. Which, which has a little bit of defiance, uh, uh, a little bit of, uh, well, a lot of bit of strength, you know, and not putting up with anybody's shit. So mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. kind of, that's yeah, kind of part of the character even, I, I see in him. Yeah, even before the fight begins, like Matt mumbles, like time to toss dice. He doesn't even realize yeah. he's been, he says in the old tongue because... Marcus, uh, the old tongue lab. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer nailed him on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think when I, when I first read this, I thought, well, it's more dramatically interesting if he wins, but also he looks like a corpse still. (laughs) So I went, "Ah, might be even. Well, on the other side, that was like between uh, Galad and uh, I can never, Gwen. There was a lot of, oh, we got this. Like, they were very boastful, so they weren't taking it serious. And that right there, Matt could use to his advantage because... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that was the other side of... I think if they had been on their A game from the, a game from the get-go, then maybe yeah, this would the case. Well, he well, pretty much knocks... He knocks Gawain out immediately, right? Yeah, yeah before yeah, yeah. Gawain has a chance to really take it serious. Yeah, so he's, he's 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 done before. I mean, that's that's the thing. The thing is, Matt's a gambler, but he's also an excellent tactician and strategist. When when we were when we talk about his approach to to making a gamble, he he's he he knows the odds. He knows what he's going into with it. Yeah, yeah I mean, enough, look at the use of the bow staff. Like he targeted pinpointed areas, and of course, we learned that his dad always wins this event when it comes around for um for festival times or whatever so he's been taught how to properly use the staff and being an ace strategist having a good eye being you know trained to to hone in on a particular point and how to strike and when to strike like this was very well put together it was very well thought out in that instance it wasn't dumb luck it was i do have this yeah Plus, a quarter is such a cool weapon. It is. So, also, Ian, does this remind you of us as, in our childhood at all? Well, fighting with uh, the bamboo? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but I was like, yeah, definitely. Like, we, we just see, like, a bunch of bamboo there, and, of course, the first thing is, well, let's beat each other with it. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever beat with a bamboo cane, it really hurts. Um, so bad. But, um... Yeah, so we used to get make staffs out of well, we just cut down a bamboo stalk 
and we sword fight with them, which yeah. ended up just beating the shit out of each other with bamboo yeah. sticks. <laughs> you can defend really well. There's there's no hand guard, and the second you get cracked in the knuckles, you can't hold the dang on thing anymore. And then you get you're getting cracked across the head, and then you're tackling the other guy because you know it hurts and it just it devolved very quickly. <laughs> but we would yeah. do it again and again. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's not like we learned from the first go round that this is a horrible it's like idea. A- like a normal store has, you know, a guard. So like when you slide down, it doesn't hit your knuckles, but no, not a bamboo stick. You'll just sword fight with it. <laughs> Everybody else is using sticks. I had a 25 pound, uh, bar weightlifting bar. That was seven feet. This all just reminded me of the worst three years of my life, which was after my brothers discovered WWE. Oh god. And of course they were like, we need to practice. And I was eight and they were teenagers. And it was the worst three years of my life. Like, and mm-hmm. still to this day, when I see Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I get a little triggered. Yeah. Did you go out yeah. back one day and they built a rink and you just go, oh, fuck. <laughs> out of snow. Out of oh, snow. No. And I was like, oh, my life is fucked. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 I didn't have a little sister. We had a little brother and we definitely, not not wrestling moves, but we'd go play football and um, he would be our, our blocker. We'd just pick him up and throw him into someone else. And <laughs> that's that's right. how he blocked. <laughs> but he had so much um, fun. He like, did. And he always did. wanted us to like, I remember he always wanted us to give him the ball so he could run. And I was like, dude, it's not, we played full contact. So it was not pretty whenever they did get the ball because yeah, <laughs> there was no quarter. Um, <laughs> or at least when he got knocked out, he was always smiling. Always. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> He's yeah, a doctor now. So you know what? I, uh, he totally beat he us listens, all. He listens to this podcast too. So yeah. <laughs> He's a good sport always. Anyways. And along the corporate staff and pivoted. I read that and giggled just a little bit, by the way. Repeat that? You're a little soft there. <laughs> That's what she said. Anyway. Yes. He slid his hand along the quarter staff and pivoted. Like, I had a little giggling moment when I heard that. And then when I read it again, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're you're not alone. You're not alone. Are you saying Jordan makes makes funny comments about things that are that are long and hard? Right, Jordan? Yeah. Oh, so many words. And everything's yeah. between Come the breasts. On. Am I Surely right? Not. If, <laughs> if Chris and I were both drinking, there would have been twenty. That's what she says by now. If not more. There's been episodes where Alan has been like, "Okay, guys, come on, let's." Let's focus. Okay. <laughs> she she clearly did not say all of that. All right. Just <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Maybe. She might yeah. have. She might have. Some, In the right context. Some, some chapters. chapters. <laughs> For sure. This is mad yeah. Listen, I got a lot of rods to discuss. It's a lot of rods. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so Matt kicks um, their ass, kicks Gaw- uh, Gawain's ass, and then turns to Galad and almost kills him. Um, stops himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whoops. Whoopsies. Um, and then uh, Matt realizes everyone's, everyone's kind of staring at him. He's like, "Oh crap!" And that's when Hamar goes into his entire his speech. Or he, hammer time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you see me, the hand is just so high. 
yours was more important. Go for it. Oh, no, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know all the lyrics. I was kind of hoping somebody else would chime in at that point. <laughs> it was like he, he asked the question, and it all echoed from throats of dozens of students. He said, who was the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jerome. Jerome. Jerome, is that how you pronounce it? I, that's how I pronounce it. <laughs> it is now. Jerome, yeah. I love it. Was he a guy who could stop, collaborate, and listen? Hey. hey. Nice. nice. And that's all I know. That's all you get. <laughs> so during his lifetime, he fought over 10,000 times and in battle and in battle and single combat. He was defeated once by a farmer with a quarter staff. I wonder where that farmer was from. Maybe he was from that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ooh, good question. I hadn't thought of that. What the question was, where where was the farmer from? <laughs> yes, that was I, the... I don't know. I don't know if it's answered. That's a that's a question. Oh, didn't, for, okay, I thought you were quizzing me. I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they don't say. Oh, but no, they don't. We're, we're theorizing. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm willing. I'm willing to bet it's whoever or whatever is kind of inspiring Matt at this point. Here's the other question. um, Why didn't anybody try to heal Matt? Why didn't they come give him some aid? Well, he's not pretty enough. All right. Are we at the the end of the fight now? (laughs) He also also just flat out wins. Yeah. I I don't think he takes a hit. I mean, is he injured? Yeah. I I think it really was. You can't touch this. Honest to God, like a four stock on these guys. There's absolutely no no scratch on him. Flawless figure. He died because he's. Yeah, he's sick, but he collapsed to his knees. You know, like, yeah. he's hurt. So you sure. think if one of these green Aja wanted to put their hands on somebody, you know, they like a guy that can. <laughs> 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 okay. You know, the guy with the so, big staff that won might be the guy to go for. That's true. Let me big... let me close up my argument earlier where I was talking about how early on it makes sense that those accepted and I said I makes sense that they're ooh and ah and over those two dudes. But they all know about Matt, supposedly, right? And this somewhat sickly, clearly not at full strength, full health, stumbles out there and without training with these folks at all, at all, whoops the shit out of the two best prospects coming up and all this water training. And all of the, and this is where they lose all of my respect. Every last one of them, uh, Tarvalon witches out there <laughs> that run over Tarvalon witches coming up in here and they run over to the two what do you call them oily sweaty dudes or whatever I mean come on sure oiled up princess oiled up princess yeah why why wouldn't at least man I, I would have thought some of them would have had a eureka moment aha moment and be like all right something very significant just happened here and again as I'm reading this I'm thinking Matt just channeled that just happened like even his losing control at the end and almost killing the dude is kind of similar to how when ran was first starting a channel and like the more he, oh, you're breaking I, up there i'm breaking up with who celine no say it ain't so we were meant to be you're better now you're just going your mic is going now <laughs> like half a second. I, I, do, I do completely agree with you it is one of those situations where you know, you, you do have to sit back and wonder, like you're saying, back in Eye of the World. And whenever Rand did channel, he felt the sickness. He did feel like he was ready to collapse. He felt 
famished. He felt yeah. great, but he felt all those things. Right. Great in the act. I think here's the slight difference is during the battle, Matt didn't feel that way the whole time. It was almost like sheer will. And if you kind of think back on any of the old, um, any other type of like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that, willpower is a real thing when it comes to your true warrior class. So there's that thought too. Truth? No, I feel you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I have all the answers. I have none of them. I just make this shit up as I go. Yeah. So be- after they get healed, because it's relati- relatively fast, Gawain gets up and gives two coins to Matt. She's already healed, and that's where Matt says he asked him, "You know, are you? Yeah, you know, you're awesome with the quarterstaff." He says, "Yeah, my dad's actually better." And Rand's dad sometimes gets to you know beats my dad sometimes. But that's about the only person that can. So humble. Yep. Oh, yeah, I just wiped the floor with these guys. You know, all, I, you, you love them. They're, they're, they're the best. Ah, I'm not that good, though. Yeah, I look like I'm two seconds away from death. <laughs> I look like I'm dead. I, I, think, I think it's important to point out we've been very, we've been very sedate. He, he just demolished. He deconstructed their entire lives in front of everybody. <laughs> and then he just goes, yep, got my money. It's my money. I know. I feel mm-hmm. like the whole time during this chapter, I went, okay. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> That's all I could think the entire chapter. That escalated quickly. Hustle, hustle, hustle. And then, and then he went, I'm going to crush his skull. And I went, don't do that. <laughs> that would be, that would be a bad plan. That freaked me out the first time. I'm like, what are you going to commit murder? Yeah. I went, listen, we don't know Morgay's well, but I don't, I don't think, think she'd she take it. it well. And then Matt just walks away with his little can, shaking it, going, nickels, nickels, nickels. Well, don't forget, he takes the staff. Yeah. He goes, well, no one said I couldn't take it. Because he's like, "Mm, so I will. This is mine now. (laughs) Before he takes the staff, Hammer, let's call him Hammer now. Uh, Hammer asks asks, uh, uh, Matt where he's from, and he says, Manethrin. I mean, yeah. Love it, and that's how we. End, and then we end the chapter with him st- taking the staff. All right, so I do want to make a statement though. Like, okay, we do end the, the chapter with that thought, right? But mm-hmm. what we have says he kept the quarter staff. No one told him to put it back, and he walked slowly until the trees hid him from the practice yard. When they did, he leaned on the staff as though it were the only thing holding him up. He was not sure it was not. He thought that if he parted his coat, he would see a hole in his stomach, a hole growing larger. Like all of this is kind of that same feeling from when others have channeled. But then the other thought was, what better way of getting out of here than uh, looking like an old, old man? Hmm. Hey. It would not affect attention, right? Yeah, it says he hobbled back towards the tower proper like an old, old man. I could see him like finding some old rags, kind of hunching down, using the staff, kind of edging his way out, getting past the guards, getting far enough down the road, and then hauling tail. (laughs) Yeah. You made me think of um, the beginning of Aladdin Aladdin. 
Yeah, that's exactly when he's in what the cell. Was that Jafar acting like the Jafar, old dude? It hey, was Jafar. That's what it was. <laughs> that, that's what I'm picturing as you say that. He just hobbles along, like, there, let me cross the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything we missed from this chapter? <laughs> Hello, Rafiki. He know the way. Anything you guys want to talk about that we missed before uh, we move on? Did we mention no, Gwen's uh, infatuation with Ran? Like we like, did we talk about that potential hookup? Gawain's Gawain, yeah. I that, I mean, come yeah. at this point, Al, you said it's coming, right? Yeah, yeah. What the Gawain Ran hookup? Secret All right. Huh. I might know it was mentioned. I just didn't know if we put enough mm, emphasis on that. So okay, yeah. If you want to talk more about it? You can wax Ship. poetic. <laughs> Ship it. <laughs> all right all right oh, um, and i'll say this one part uh we don't have to put it on the actual recording session but uh i totally screwed up and while y'all were gone i tried to convince alan to re-record the whole last chapter because the only notes that i had during the fight scene was that i needed to reenact the cable guy fight scene <laughs> <laughs> Like right when Alan introduces it, just <laughs> I thought for a second you were doing the uh, the the Star Trek fight music. <laughs> oh, I mean it's all the same, right? Yeah, yeah. Just picks up tempo. They all copied yep. Mario one, anyways. It just. Um. All right, moving on to chapter 25, questions, which I know Ian was really excited about because we might get answers, but no, <laughs> no, no. Um, and the icon is the crescent moon and stars. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I, I'm I'm happy for this chapter. I'm thrilled because what? Why? I can't imagine why. I didn't I didn't have enough <laughs> questions to begin with. So, like, to get more uh, is pretty fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, our question to answer ratio right now is pretty lopsided. I mean, Jordan's wrapped up so much. I feel like I already have the whole story figured out. So it's You're honestly, we could have ended at book three, right? Yeah. He could have, he could have yeah. just done maybe like the prologue here in a couple of chapters and been done with it. He didn't even need the whole book. Our chapter five of book five. That's yeah. Five, five. Yeah, that's, that's basically, <laughs> that's the last battle. Apparently uh, that's a hard stop. Spoiler. Okay. I'm excited for it. Alan, do you have a spreadsheet? When do we hit that for real? Yeah, every, everything after everything after that is pretty much just nothing. Nothing. It's happens. a lot of conclusion uh, in Danny Ma. It's, it's book two. <laughs> good, though, you know? Great. Do we get Gus and Allie back at 5-5? Five, five? Is that a thing? Yeah, we that? yeah. We could. Uh, <laughs> um, I will literally talk about anything past where you guys are at. <laughs> right. Well, but... Book them for five, five, Alan. All right, well, you can book us for five, five. Sweet. Specifically, write us down. Sure. Uh, I'll I'll see where what date that is, and I'll let you guys know. Um, (laughs) Because I've got opinions. (laughs) Oh, dude, no. And y'all will be all new people. You're going to be in LA by then, because that's going to be like six years for us. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we'll be dicks by then. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll we'll hit five, five in November of this year. So come on. Oh, that's not too far. Yeah, oh, that's not that bad. Or a few months away. Um, yeah, I, I, and I didn't have anybody slated as a guest for five five, but I did have for five six. So maybe I just move them up a, month, a week. You know, 
It's meant to be, <laughs> Alan. I'm just saying. I'm not yeah. trying to force the issue, but I feel like everybody's consenting. I feel like we're all I'm consenting. Oh yeah, comfortable like consenting adults here, and it's you know. What are we consenting okay. to? Uh, don't, don't worry about it. Chris, I could send it for you. <laughs> Chris is like, um, I have objections. <laughs> Wait, that's not my signature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, I have many part. opinions. I can't wait to discuss. I wonder what Actually, they're wearing. I, I, Gwen lay across Nynaeve's bed, chin in her hands, watching Nynaeve pace back and forth. Elaine sprawled in front of the fireplace. That's a sexy scene. Okay, would anyone else listen to Chris narrate the audio Everything. stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we when it when it's a solid line, I don't even read it. I'm like, hey Chris, we'll wait for you to find that spot. I need you to read it. I I have him read it for me. We call That's it the G nice. spot. Yeah, you want a retainer? Hey, I got can, you. Can we hire you? You let me yeah. know. <laughs> like, you, you have to give him a, a very much notice because uh, he is busy. You have to sign up for his OnlyFans, but you know, <laughs> you, know. you get a lot of bonus, a lot of bonus content. Chris, I just, I, I hear that you're just always hustling. That's what yes, I hear. That's, mm-hmm. I'm the. It's OnlyFans.com slash the Warreads. <laughs> it's only so, pictures of Chris. So yeah, only pictures of Chris. Like I'm about to become a personal trainer. I didn't announce that earlier, but oh, dude, you bench more than like I don't know. The, the, I don't know what to compare it to. Like Chris is literally the world's strongest man. So um, once you got enough guys... weight on an Olympic bar that it's bending the bar, like yeah, that's impressive. I'm pretty sure if we add all, I'm pretty sure if we add all our weights together, he could bench all of us together. Uh, to squat, maybe not bench, but definitely squat or like definitely press. squat all of us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, leg press, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm hearing tell in the chat though that the Ian's feet picks are also available on the OnlyFans. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, I just I wanted to I wanted to make sure I knew what I was signing up for with your mm-hmm. OnlyFans. We we have we'll we have tears. There are tears. Uh, right. Ian, Ian, Ian's yeah. feet are ta- are tattooed, um, which is a I'm going to tell tell Ian's funny story. I don't know. We might have already told that on this podcast before. Have we no, told that? I before? haven't heard this story. Oh yeah, so he has tattoos on his feet, on the tops of his feet, um, and it's a pig and a rooster. So um, it's a sailing tattoo, and um, whenever you uh, get a tattoo of a pig and a rooster, it's so you don't drown at sea. And that's the old legend of the war. Hmm. So far, um, no good. So far, yeah. no good. Yeah. So that's um, and um, and I, I can go into the whole reason behind it, but I'm not going to. But then he has script underneath each pig and rooster saying "Carpe Ventum," which is um, Latin for "seize the wind." Um, so he has carpe on one foot and ventum, which means wind on the other foot. So we got the one foot done first, which had a rooster and seize the, so we made fun of him that, you know, don't ever lose your other foot. Cause you'll just have seized the cock. Um, <laughs> yeah. You really, you really got to look at both of them together or else it's together. a little awkward. Our, 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 yeah. <laughs> well and so these were the first tattoos i ever got and i went to two different tattoo parlors and both of them said they would not do both feet in one sitting because they've had too many people pass out doing the top of your feet i've heard the feet i've heard feet hurt really badly nerves in there yeah no they they would only fat too right sorry they'd only schedule one um which it actually i mean it, it wasn't that bad but like Alan said, uh, for well, it was almost a week straight. I had seized the cock. 
uh, before, I was, before I was able to get the other side done. So I yeah. wasn't showing that one off, needless to say. Ian, do you mind if I ask, were you Navy or? No, uh, no, I, I, I sail boats with sails. Oh, okay. Okay, like, yeah. cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I actually almost got kicked off of an Army naval vessel because when we got out there, they were giving us the rundown. Uh, and they're, they're captained by warrant officers. Not that that really matters, but this warrant's up there and he's like, da, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And this is for safety. And that's where you go. And if everybody's ready, we're going to set sail. And I was like a specialist at the time. So I chummed up and I was like, Ooh, sir, we're going sailing. Where do you keep the sails on this thing? That's fantastic. And (laughs) yeah, apparently he'd heard enough of that in his life and gave me the eye. And I had to, I had had to go sit in a corner. (laughs) but he knew that i knew that he knew that i knew Mm. that i know that that wasn't sailing and i gave him shit for it i've been Mm. yelled at by the navy on a sailboat plenty of times you can go back and listen we talk about that that's true yeah (laughs) we do talk talk about that if you sail in hampton roads you're gonna have run-ins they're gonna hail you it's just not everybody's as dumb as us to not react quickly enough i guess yeah, well, the, the, so things change in Hampton Road. So before 9-11, and I hate saying that, but yeah, it's one of the things you have to say, at least in our area, we have a big military presence. Um, you used to be able to really just mess with the military boats a lot. And it was, they, they, th- they thought it was funny too. Like we would play chicken on jet skis with military ships and we'd go uh, jump their wake. Jump their wake. <laughs> and, and, we'd, and we'd go up and like and tag them, like actually tap their hull, you know, the, the boat itself, like destroyers and aircraft carriers. Like, yeah. Uh, and that, that, that changed actually before 9-11. That was the U.S. coal bombing, if you guys remember when the coal got bombed um, yeah. in the Gulf of Aden. Um, after that, they changed their protocols a lot, so you couldn't get close to the boats anymore. But when we were kids growing up, oh, man, we used to – No um, rules. No rules. <laughs> we were just uh, – <laughs> we'd, we'd have lots of fun with the, with the military. And they, they'd have, they'd think it was hilarious too. They'd have all smiles on their faces. So um, <laughs> Different time, different time. Different, different yeah. time. My kids yeah. will never know the joy of jumping the wake of a major vessel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a city boat. Uh, I've got a lot of um, army dudes in my family, so I, I was just curious, like, uh, what you guys, where you served, we what had, division. Oh, yeah. Nynaeve and Egwene. Uh, was it Egwene on Nynaeve's bed or Nynaeve and Egwene's bed? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's Nanny, but I think there was a book you were talking about. There's there's a book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Egwene was watching. Okay. Uh Oh, okay. Egwene was watching Nynaeve. And Elaine. Yeah, yeah. Egwene lay across Nynaeve's bed, chin in her hands, (laughs) watching Nynaeve pace back and forth. I really would listen to him saying I would listen and read the phone book. Fireplace. So, yeah. So, um, they're looking through Varen's papers. Um, trying to figure things out and Nynaeve's getting like just pissed because like we've been through this a million times. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not finding anything new. Um, but you know, they're also talking about, uh, and then it goes into the whole thing about all the dreams that Egwene's had. So I want to kind of run through those and see what you guys' thoughts are on all these dreams. Cause there's a lot of them and see if there's anything you guys picked out of them. So dreams about Sanchan, white cloaks ran with a crystal sword, but a net falling on him. Um, the serpent being placed um, on his skin, um, like in the air, like some like the like the, like the banner. A black mountain ran into Shanchan, Perrin and a falcon and a hawk. The hawk had had him a leash. 
both of the both the Hulk and Falcon were females. Uh, Perrin with a beard, leading wolves. Matt with his left eye on a bound scale. Matt being hanged. Matt with the Sanchan. Matt speaking old tongue. So those are all the rundown of dreams that Egwene had been having. <laughs> That's pretty intense. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's but. let's discuss. Well, so we still don't know enough to know if Egwene is seeing like actual futures that are definitely going to happen, possible futures that could happen on this timeline, or maybe she's seen futures of other timelines in mirror worlds. Which, if that's the case, what's the value unless she's able to look in them and understand enough, like, what needs to happen, change in her world to be able to manipulate to either make that happen or not make it happen? I don't know. A lot of questions. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the train of thought that you were going on in regards to her seeing the different multiverses, if that's the term we're going to use, or dreams, or whatever we want. She's seeing different things being played out, different uh, possibilities. Or I should say probabilities. I think that's a better word. Because one variable shifts, one thing changes, and then the probability of one thing happening becomes greater than the next. I'm kind of liking that theme with Matt and his, you know, being a strategist. Well, here's us seeing the course of time as being just layers of probabilities and Tavirin or individuals who can manipulate the probability a lot better. And then we have people who can see the, the outcomes of the probabilities, but it, it takes the control or the mastering of the, the dreams, if you want to call it that to really determine which way to go. And so you're seeing all these potential outcomes where Shan Chen come and they essentially capture our Aes Sedai and then turn them into slaves. So that, that kind of looks like one possible outcome that she's seeing. And then <clears throat> White Cloak binding her father's hands. I, that one, I just, I'm not sure unless there's this idea that you know they determine who she is and they're trying to use him for leverage so maybe in the future there she becomes a threat to the white cloak and if we go along the same idea that she could potentially become the um the next uh emerlin seat then maybe they try to use him to bargain with or to kind of take control of her. Mm. So I kind of mm. had those thoughts as I was reading through it. And then the dream of Rand reaching for the sword that seemed to be made of crystal, never seeing the fine net dropping over him. Um, you know, reaching for the crystal sword, we kind of go back to the, the ithril sword that kind of spoke to one, who was it, Perrin in the dream? Or I can't remember now at this point, my, my, stuff is just yeah. blending together but well it was it was Perrin but I think there were other people in the camp that had some sort of vision of it dream. Yeah, that, that so dream I, trickled over and and it was around. the thoughts that Rand was making them have that dream like because of his power 
they were kind of all being pulled into his madness. But the 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 new so him reaching for that sword, it being made of crystals, kind of a new concept. And which kind of brings me back to that thought of maybe it is a, some type of Tang real that he gets to use. Um, and that goes again to that whole theory that maybe even all of the blades that the blade masters use are actually Tang real. And yeah, then yeah. maybe like the one or sword. Actually, sorry, you, you, you quiet for a second. Chris, Chris had a theory that all of the, yeah, the Chris had a theory that all the Harrenmark blades were all Tang real. Oh, cool. And then. But the fine net is a new thing dropping over him. And like part of that makes me think that maybe this is like an alliteration to our current Emerlin seat, like wanting to take hold of him. You know, that whole fishing Swan? metaphor. Swan. Oh, I love that. So I the that net in, uh, <laughs> in the being a swan. Fish yeah. cuts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Something's fishy. Yeah, that that thought kind of came to mind just reading it. Um, and then one of him kneeling in a chamber where a parched wind blew dust across the floor and creatures like the ones on the dragon banner, but much smaller, floated in the air and settled into his skin. Now, this one just seemed really interesting. It's almost like he's being marked with the dragon. So I don't mm. know. Mm. Like that... Just that that thought comes to mind when I envision this, and it, then the question comes: Well, who's marking him as the dragon, and who would he be kneeling to? Where's this chamber? So on on that one, um, again, I don't have a lot to base this on, but Chris, we we talked before about how like maybe. Rand is a bit of a red herring when it comes to being the dragon or at least maybe being the critical piece or person that like saves the day in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's all this focus on Rand. And so even Ballsy and all of our dark friends and even for a time Landfear was chasing after Rand. Um, but maybe that's just the red herring and maybe it, maybe it's a mat we got to worry about, or maybe it's a parent that is the one that's going to save the day. Hmm. And then the whole, I mean, it, right. That's it's from book one. It's the idea. We're not sure. Right. Yeah. And then Questions. there had been a dream of him walking down into a great hole in a black mountain, a hole filled with reddish glares as from a vast fires below. And even a dream of him confronting the Shanchan. So that first part kind of reminds me of a dragon's den. Like maybe we'll be introduced to actual dragons or actual beasts. I mean, we have seen some weird beasts already, but maybe we'll get actual dragons. And maybe that's where he'll be endowed with some type of magical strength. So there's kind of that thought. We also haven't seen what will be come of him when he actually accepts his heritage as a uh oh man what's the group's name yes Aiel. like we don't know if there's anything that can come from that and then he's totally gonna go over there and unite all of the Aiel tribes yeah maybe maybe that's where he gets his dragon tattoo i'm curious what makes you think that i'm curious what leads you to that conclusion (laughs) (laughs) oh geez i've had too many sips of wine but that that was a prediction i threw out there 
I think it's when we, it's not when we met the Aiel ladies in the steading. It was the Aiel man. And there was something when Perrin, about when Perrin and Ingtar ran into oh, Uri, Urian. Is that his name? Yeah. Urian, yeah. yeah. There was something about that exchange that, uh, I mean, obviously at that point we're thinking Rand is Aiel and da, 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 da. For and sure. we, learn, we learn a little bit more about the tribes and whatnot. And so I just started theorizing that, I mean, obviously at some point, if Rand's going to do this great big thing and uh, not just take out Ballsy, but take out the dark one, uh, he's got to, he's got to have a significant army to do it. And we, we were just shown the most badass of warriors, one that could take on a, a half a dozen or more, no problem. <laughs> so why not? Rand go unite all of them and bring them back over and kick ass and take names. And then we yeah, that makes sense. That's reasonable. Yeah, I get it. Check out. Well, and, and so really doing a little bit. Um, there's always this talk about who's Rand going to learn from, and all the eyes to die. The females are like, "Well, we can't teach you because it's different." And mm. Chris and I have thrown out all different theories and how he might learn. We even were like, okay, maybe he just caves to Ballsy and lets Ballsy teach him just so he can learn and then maybe becomes good later. Uh, but when we got to that point and discovered that there's so much more to this world than what we know and what they know, like the whole culture of what goes on with the Aiel, we know nothing about. It's entirely mm-hmm. possible that he could go there and learn from somebody and learn how to to channel as a male and not fuck shit up and and not lose his mind and and whatnot so i mean that's all that's still possible we haven't talked about that for a while but you know it just hasn't come up i think we get some smoke we don't don't know a lot about them yeah well i mean yeah it's a whole world it's entirely possible there's a culture where they keep male channelers around for a while maybe they figured out how to Less maybe, the effects. I don't maybe know. it's like you're gonna do stuff for ten years and then you start going crazy. Bye bye. I don't know. It's entirely possible. Yeah. yeah. A little dabble, do you? Maybe they they just they just do the tip of channeling just for a little bit, <laughs> just to see they how just, it feels. They just edge. <laughs> they just edge the entire time. <laughs> oh lordy. Uh, so, what do you guys think about Perrin's uh, dreams? The dreams you had about Perrin, the Falcon and the Hawk. Um, that was the big one. I mean, and then him with the beard leading wolves, which that's not. Well, I think as we, kind of over, we do definitely overlook one that I want to go back to. Even okay. the dream of him confronting Shan Chen. At the mm-hmm. last, she wasn't certain, but she knew the others had some meaning. I think that's probably the most significant one of the group. Okay. I mean, that's the way uh, Jordan be writing. Exactly. Like, and then there's that's the only reason why I'm there. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, do you, here, here's here's a question: Are they gone for good? No. Chan Chan, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna they're teamed up with Fane. Like oh. in my mind, they're coming back with Pat and Fane, who hasn't popped up yet. And so he he popped up again briefly. He, he's like with the white cloaks. Yeah, he's with white cloaks. He's floating in and out of the shadows. That that brother can move. Exactly, but like at one point he was with. The Shanchen, so I the think Shanchen, yeah, before, like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, I'll say like, this. Go, ahead. go ahead, no, go no, ahead. let's hear what you're thinking. He's just gonna pair them up, like, he's gonna manipulate the two groups to work together against the dragon. I, I could see that he's, he's crafty enough, isn't he? 
Yeah, and I mean, you got the Shan Chen who are entrapping and controlling these Aes Sedai. So maybe he manipulates and it's like, look, they're on your side. Like they're capturing uh, Aes Sedai and they're making them serve them. And this is what we need to defeat the the, the dragon. Hmm. Yeah, and okay. So hypothetically, if we don't run into them again, then all we got out of the Shan Chan was... Uh, we sped up the process of our female Aes Sedai friends learning some shit, uh, but also traumatized them. And what else? Ran, ran Blade Master, even though it wasn't witnessed by another. So, yeah, ran ran Blade Master, and then Rand's Battle in the Sky. So those are significant, right? But that whole interaction with them is so significant, and there's such a big history that could potentially be there if Jordan somehow does not write them back in. Epic fail, and I have sure. too much. I have too much respect for Jordan right now. I know Alan's Alan warned us that there's some things that by the end we're like, wait a minute, he never tied this up perfectly. And mm-hmm. in a series this long, I, I get it. That's going to happen. He's got tangents. He can't hit them all. But this seems like a big, <laughs> this seems like a big one. So there's, I think it's more than just us running back into the Sean Chan. I think at some point, if we have this many books ahead of us, I think the world that we know right now can grow to another continent or more. Um, oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, yeah. What? We're only we're only two and a half books in. For right. sure. Uh, I'm curious. What are you? What are your thoughts about the Sean Sean Chan? Do you think they are? Evil, good. What, what's what's the deal with the Sean Chan? Oh well, so I mean, those are my people, like Sean and Ian. It's and <laughs> and, and John. It's the same name, just different dialect. So it's you know, I guess I have. I'm supposed to love them. Like maybe they're toxic, but like I still show up for holiday dinners and. <laughs> Um, you just are very quietly picking at your food while everybody is, you know, giving their toxic takes. Right. They, mm-hmm. someone makes a political joke. Everybody laughs in agreement. I roll my eyes and eat another, <laughs> eat, eat another meatball. I'm like, fuck these guys. I've got food. Yeah. Got yeah. Wine. Listen, 2016 was a rough time for a lot of us. <laughs> I feel that. And it, so, I mean, just to kind of keep things moving along. Um, I mean, we can go back to Rand and Sanchen, um, definitely in the future, but I definitely want to touch on the parent and Matt ones as well. Um, so don't we have, like, banners, Hawk banner, and... Or do we? So we talked about this up? with... Yeah, we talked about this with Men's... Because Men had the same viewing, like, yeah. in Eye of the World, with the Falcon mm-hmm. and the Hawk. Um, and we talked about it. The, the Hawk... Um, there is a, a nation that has a Hawk banner. Uh, there is no Falcon banner that we know of that, that, yeah that we know, know maybe in this world but in it there might be mirror worlds or previous <laughs> turns the wheel or mm-hmm. so then like I, I feel like there's going to be competing banner people trying to take control of the different Taviran as they come to light okay do you think there's um, any significance to them being female well, you got males and you got females. I mean, that's kind of where my mind went. Is there's probably yeah, some I mean, that is a theory, woman. Right? Yeah, there's some beautiful woman that wants to, you know, twist 
Perrin and Matt to their... I mean, you already have Lanfear trying to get both of them on, or trying to get Matt, or trying to get Ran. So it's like, why not throw in a few more, like, I don't know. So you think this thing in Talia Riyadh has to do with Matt and Perrin? Repeat, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I'm just asking. uh, So you think that this thing with the Falcon and the Hawk has to do with Matt and Perrin? Or... Well, it says, but Matt and Parent were Tavirin too. And mm-hmm. Odd Dreams even more. It says Perrin with a Falcon on his shoulder. And okay, never mind. So I, I misread mm-hmm. that. So oh, no way. I, I was just, I'm just curious about what yeah. you think about it. Um, I think it's. I certainly had my thoughts. Competition to... of two banner people for Perrin. Let me rephrase that thing. So like Do you think it's two banners. banner people yes. who happen to and be since they're both yeah. female, I'm assuming they two females trying to yeah. you At know make Perrin mm-hmm. their their love slave. <laughs> Do you think they're they're two women maybe trying to make Perrin their love slave? Yes, there we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. right. So I had a similar theory around this time. That's all I'm gonna say. Is uh I latched onto the fact that it was two women pretty quickly and went, oh, it's going to be something of that ilk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Choices. Choices. I, I, did, I was also curious at the time about like the leash thing because I feel like leashes have been on the table a lot the past <laughs> couple mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I was curious what you thought. Why why one of them was trying to leash Perrin and why the other one wasn't necessarily. Or maybe she was and the 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 Teliron Riyadh thing just didn't show it, but I mean he, he's a he's a hunk of a dude. I'd I'd try and throw a leash on him if I could. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tie it down. Try and <laughs> last how'd that work out bed. How'd that, work out, how'd that work out for you, Ian? The, 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 the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's not bring that up again. All right, so um, on that note, well, we know you have some sailing experience, rigging, and all that. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't brought that up because she'd probably have ideas. But um, <laughs> so, uh, quick, quick sidebar for our guest hosts here. I've been, I've been dabbling in the online dating world, and we've talked about this in in other episodes. But uh, there was this one that I matched with that the conversation was kind of odd, and she kept. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to spoil a little bit of our bonus episode. That's where I mentioned it. Uh, yeah. She kept mentioning some different terminology that I just wasn't familiar with. And she was dropping it in <laughs> casually. And she was talking about how like she used to, you know, uh, have a hobby of roping or going roping. Oh, yeah. or playing Rope with ropes, Something like that. And I was just like, what's that? So she started sending me oh. pictures and I was like, Are you sure? whoa. Didn't see that coming. And so uh, the way I was raised, uh, that topic didn't come up very often. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at me, not judgy at all, like, in, in fact, stuff that I don't have that kind of experience in, I'm more curious. So I've just been talking to her, like, just asking about it. And for a while there, I think she was trying to recruit me. But, like, I, I've been telling her, I'm like, you know, I really don't think that's something I'm into but I mean, if it's something you're willing to educate me on, you know, share some information, knowledge, whatever, whatever, I'll talk about it. So <laughs> last week or so, uh, she's been pulling me in on 
quite a bit of, of that lifestyle, but also in an educational way, like the psychology of it and, you know, some of the, well, anyways, we'll, we'll save so those details like, for the bonus episode. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming this is in a, in a kink way. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like rope bunnies <laughs> yeah. and rivers, right? Uh, yeah. And I only know this terminology because once Gus and I took a kink quiz. <laughs> How about that? Well, you know what? These the rest of these two chapters are boring. So Gus, you want to fill us in on that a it's a good quiz. It's actually a really good quiz if it's something you're interested in. Yeah, let's we'll send you the quiz, Ian. Okay. <laughs> so you can find out what you are. I'd like to well, send that go. to Chanel. Go for it. <laughs> if it says I'm supposed to be a sub, I'm just i going to ignore it, and I'm going to lie. I just found out I'm like 100% brat, which is, you know, I could be told what to do, and I just want to talk back about it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I've, seen, I've seen clips like that. I've seen <laughs> Get a little... All of his checks out. All of his checks out. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so wheel of time. picking it up. So, so, well, yeah. I, there's a lot of people who are 100 brats in this book. Yeah, so, like, let's yeah. talk about. It. Yeah. Speaking of dreaming, sure. we have uh, Speaking of Gus and I did do a Who Has Which Kink podcast about the Wheel of Time. Actually, so, if y'all are interested, oh. it's our sex we podcast. Scroll back a ways for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, let's talk about the wheel of time. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of kink, Matt's missing an eye. It's a little, a little aggressive. That's that's <laughs> that's heavy duty. Yeah, uh, but he's been hanged too. Know, it's the choking yeah. thing. As uh, definitely. Uh, if he didn't use the safe word, it's on him. Beard mm-hmm. leading a huge pack of oh, wool. Yeah, from a tree limb, right? Yeah, yeah. the hanging a from a tree limb. Oh wait, Chris, Chris, what were you saying? So we totally skipped over Perrin with a beard leading a huge pack of wolves. That stretched yeah. as far as the eye could see. I'm excited for that moment. I'm just going to put that out there. Yes. I hope they're all werewolves. Yes. All werewolves. We're, we're all excited for that moment. <laughs> that, yes. If there's truth to this, that's a good sign. Because remember, Perrin's freaking out about the one wolf he saw or wolf brother that was in captivity. What was his name? Uh, no, 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 yeah, and then I'd like, no, yeah, so he was freaking out, like, oh, well, so my path is also to lose my fucking mind and go crazy. But then we also had the example of Elias that apparently somehow found a balance of making this work and not going nuts, sort of thing. So, well, uh, Elias is also a warder, that's true. Yeah, we we talked about how that could have affected it, but. Parent, there's still story to be told. Who knows what might happen? I'm just saying, if there's truth to this, not only is it cool because of the beard, obviously that's awesome, mm-hmm. uh, but it also shows that Perrin found a path that uh, he was able to not lose his shit, and not only not lose his shit, but uh, command the you know, fall into a leadership role and and unite these wolves and. All that jazz. Well, is is that what? So, so you're you see this as Perrin is going to fully come to terms with this and and be and be totally good with it, and also manage wolves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, because because I I think <laughs> I think you could read it just as much that he's got a beard. Maybe it's unkempt. Maybe he's crazy. he's completely lost himself. 
I, I thought about running with that too, but we 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 have a, a greater affinity for pairing than that. On oh, yourself and come back right right we contain multitudes life is hard sometimes we go on paths not yeah. Aaron. he's too too great of a guy. not not our boy parent that's fair <laughs> i get fair. it no but no we're right there with you like I, I had i had the duality the two thoughts and it, it is the like maybe this is him in control and maybe this is him having lost total control but still coming to the aid when the time comes. Because we know the wolves hate the um, the dark ones, the dark friends, the dark ones in general, mm-hmm. just as much as anybody else. So, you know, either way, it's it's good for the group. Yeah. He won't be so far gone that he, you know, yeah. can't, can't come in when it's clutch. Yep. Yeah, I just want to say, like, I... I had to pause for a moment and reread to make sure like I wasn't being offended on behalf of the wolves incorrectly, but like, are you trying to tell me that going full wolf means you have to lose your shit? That's because I feel like you could be full wolf and still be a cool fucking dude. Okay. Uh, Uh, It just seems like that's what Perrin feels right now when he sees Gnome. That's true. Look, I was trying to make a joke and you just got all serious. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, on. He, he may become hungry like the wolf. This is true. <laughs> this is true. We also, uh, so we also threw out, or I threw out, I shouldn't say we on this one. I don't know that Chris co-signed, but I threw out how like there might be some uh, mm, conflict between the path that Perrin is heading down and that which Rand is heading down. And I think that triggered right when they came down from the mountain behind um, behind Rand and Perrin like noticed some awful stench or like something absolutely horrid and supposedly they were on the trail of Rand. And I guess two options, either he's sensing Rand and that's something that is disgusting to him, which means this wolf brotherness that he's becoming is in conflict with Rand, with what Rand is becoming or it's possible he's picking up on some stench of something that was following Rand and we, we or, haven't found out yet so or Rand ate some Brussels sprouts the night before you don't want to be around me after that uh-huh he could have asparagus and Perrin is just sensitive to that because yeah. I man if there's mm-hmm. anybody in my apartment that eats asparagus, I can tell. Like it, uh-huh. I just mm-hmm. it's ripe. Well, those yeah. are both those are both interesting theories. Yeah, it's, uh, it's do you two have different directions there. Any idea what could be following if that is what it is? Because you know you've you've made this point about Rand, but I'm I'm also equally intrigued by your theory about something following him. Uh, do you have any idea about what that could be? If if that is what it is. I mean, we're we're getting introduced to all sorts of things that can move in and out of the shadows. We have our shadow spawn. We have more death that seems to be able to come and go in the darkness and just pop up in places. And then towards the end of the uh, next chapter, we did, Alan, we did read one more chapter after this one, right? 
We did. Okay, so I just want to make sure I didn't accidentally read too far. But, so we do. We have an idea that these Black Aja, jumping ahead a little bit, are all heading to Tyr, and we know that that's where Rand is heading. And then we have this vision of the net being thrown over Rand as if he's going into a trap as he tries to get this sword shit and blah, 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 blah. So who knows? The, like, everybody and their brothers after Rand right now, and there's all sorts of shitty people, and... Mm -hmm. It could be any one of them. Yeah. 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 So those, Matt. Those all <laughs> Maybe it's the Amberlin seat herself. It could be. It could be. The fishy we queen. We don't know a ton about her, right? I mean, at this fish point. Fish Fishy. Something smells fishy. Fish, fish, fish. Yeah, she loves fish. a good fish metaphor. That's pretty mm -hmm. much it. And she That's and Moraine might be pals or might not be. Maybe. Hopefully they have a super pals moment. You know what I'm saying? Like a little. Mm. Matt placing his own left eye on a balance scale. <laughs> that is the a uncomfortable image. A left eye. Like, is that like the eye of the soul? Like, I'm not one of those astrological individuals. So like. Don't go chasing my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, Alan. Listen, you know, we bring up a lot of different <laughs> religions and stuff when we talk about Wheel of Time. There's they he could Robert Jordan takes inspiration from a lot of different places. So TLC. you can bring up astrology if you like. So like, I, I just don't know if there's like, and I don't like, I have no idea. Like, is there a significance in some religion or some something where the left eye is like, you know, the the eye of the soul? So maybe which which eye did Odin lose? Which eye was it? In, in Norse mythology. Uh, well, I can Ooh, only picture I can only picture Odin from the Marvel Cinematic. That, that's not, yeah. The, yeah, but but actually from Norse. That's, I just left. I just someone just said someone just said, someone said left. left. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, there there may be some Norse influence in this book now and then. Well, yeah, we have if, the two ravens at the very. If anybody here could book, speak cat, so. I promise you, as soon as Chris asked that question. Gus and Allie, your cat was screaming yeah, the answer. Y'all know what he thought. He's screaming <laughs> the answer and pissed that y'all don't know cat. Yeah, he's I like, uh, I know everything about Norse mythology, and I'll let you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's the right eye. I just looked at it. Chris of the third eye when you're thinking of sort of the more astrological sort of. Yeah. According to the that internet, stuff, but... according to the internet, Odin ripped his own eye out for some purpose. That's very Oedipal of him to do. Well, it's it for, was, it was for... to be able to see future or some knowledge of some kind. Yeah. 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 Oh, actually, it seems like it's unclear. And I don't, I don't I think this is a. I, I mean, I, I'm. This isn't a spoiler, but uh, at the time, I also thought of some Egyptian mythology of like weighing your heart mm -hmm. on a scale. Yeah. Okay. Versus a feather to see whether or not you've sinned enough in your life to be allowed mm. into whatever the afterlife heaven yeah. thing is. Yeah. That was something that I like latched on to. I didn't I didn't think about Odin, but I did think about that. Yeah. Sure. And then Matt being hanged by a tree. Matt, tree. <laughs> yeah, Matt's, Matt's having a real bad day. Or he's into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks over and winks. First time. 
He's yeah. He's like, I took the BuzzFeed kink quiz, and <laughs> you hear from the crowd, just say the safe word, damn it! And he, he just, just smiles, he smiles and rope snaps. Ah, love it. <laughs> First time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Matt and Sean Chan, um, and then Matt speaking old tongue, and then we're done with it. dreams. <laughs> we can actually move on to the rest of the chapter. <laughs> Oh, I latch on so hard to the dreams. We we spend an hour of the podcast. I make going Gus back do like deep dives every on every single, single one, like every now and then, so that I could see if I have any updated thoughts. Yeah. So it's okay if we spend a lot of time on this. Yeah. No, it's it's great. Chris usually saves us in the in the dream sequences because I honestly I, I graze over them kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. It's like they terrify me a little bit, but also they're always so vague. I just tell myself, I'm like, you know what? When Jordan wants me to know what this shit means, he will fucking tell me. <laughs> he will let me know. And then I can go, aha, and go back and reread. But it's just, it, it's a it's a mind just, it. they all mess with you too much. So I, I don't spend too much time on them. But Chris usually saves us and gives a couple of good pointers. and But that that's not me. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. I kind of let these ones go though. I'm like, we have her in the the midst of just developing her abilities, if you can call mm-hmm. it an ability, and she has no clear understanding. And we need a little bit more context. And I think as we go deeper into the books, we'll understand more. Like I, I think of the Hammurabi code, eye for an eye. So to balance the mm-hmm. scale, that yeah. has to give something up. I was just trying to like really think about it. If there's a significance to the left eye in particular, if it's the, the eye of the soul in some type of, um, in some religion, or if it's like, if it has a spiritual meaning, maybe Matt has to give something of himself up. And then, you know, we go to the whole him hanging, um, I guess, noose around neck. I mean, there's a million and a half reasons why that could happen. So like, there's, no point in speculating on that right now. Right. Oh. But this is also what I think is interesting and what I latched onto at the time and uh, is that this isn't the first time we've heard about Matt putting an eye on a balanced scale in relation to him. Men yep. see Men. Oh. When she talks yeah. about when she talks about what she sees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I can't say whether or not, you know, I know what significance of this is, but this is definitely the second time we've heard it. Yeah. And uh, and then we clearly... I, I definitely agree with you, Chris, that the eyes in eyes appear as a motif in a lot of different mythologies. And it, I I think you're smart to, to look there, and, you know, whether or not it actually pans out. Like, that's definitely something that I was latching onto at the time. And like I said, we know that Matt's speaking the old tongue, whether he means to or not, it's happening. So this is one of those, like, wait and see what's going to occur next. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him being hanged? Is there, or from a tree or whatever, is that uh, something that might actually happen or metaphorically well, happen? Or you know, what are your takes on that? If I go down that whole frame of thought of him having to give something for the greater good, then maybe he hung himself. Mm. That's interesting. That could be. If you go with the whole left eye, eye for an eye, Hamrabe, like wait, like him giving his life to balance out the scales of some sort. 
Okay. So I, I hate to bring that into the context of this novel. Like, I don't see Matt as being suicidal, but say um, more depth ends up like back in Matt's mind. And he feels like the only way to kind of get rid of the darkness is to get rid of himself. Then that would oh. be like his selfless act. Interesting. Well, and we, we can't we can't look at death in the same like construct. Correct, we, because the death is here. Shit right? happening in this book. Yeah, well, and we've already had Ballsy talk about how he's the Lord of Death. So, like, where do you know that death isn't like a end? Like, there's still something of you, your essence, that moves on somewhere, even mm-hmm. if it's like a gray shield type. You're in nothingness, but you can still be manipulated by Balsy. Um, so if more death does become an actual thing within Matt, then I could see him making the decision to end his own life to make sure that. And that's just really dark, but. No, I get it. I mean, it's a lot to give up, but he might. Yeah, things could get dark. There's a lot of book left. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm still thinking same old wild card, Matt. I can see him at one point being like, you know what? We're losing the battle here. Fuck it. I'm going to go battle this bitch in the afterlife, hang himself, and then like <laughs> pop up in the gray area and be like, surprise, bitches, and start, you know, pull out his bow staff and do some sweet bow staff skills. And... Yeah. To save the many, you got to give the one up. Maybe he can, maybe he's killed or commits suicide so that somebody else can control the horn in a time of need. Like, there's so many Ooh. different possibilities that come to mind the more I think about it that I just like said, okay, I'll leave this one to, you know, book six. Let's <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> let the, close, that, close that crockpot lid, put it on low, and let that shit let simmer. We will open that up. I move forward to the whole conversation going on with, or the whole thought that Egwene is having about Nynaeve and about Elaine and how they're reviewing the papers that Varen gave them. And we see Nynaeve not having much patience, which, surprise, surprise. She's (laughs) 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 She's just like, you know what? I can't figure it out. Nobody else can figure it out. Why are we still looking at this rubbish? Mm-hmm. Like the but then Elaine, meeting. yeah. And Elaine points out though, that even though there doesn't seem to be a pattern there, it's too neat. Like it's too perfectly random that like, that's what Elaine is on harping on is, you know, everything is, you know, spread out perfectly amongst ages, amongst Aja's amongst, you know, so the chances are that are, are, are slim. So, She's pointing out that that must mean something. <laughs> so I'm curious. Do you think that there are more Black Aja left in the tower? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah i I still I still think the current Amberlin is sus. I think they're all you sus. Think, you think Swat is sus? Okay. Okay. It's entirely possible. Because all right. <clears throat> I mean, you could go down this rabbit hole forever, but if if you're if the dark one or whoever ballsy whoever's pulling the strings behind this nonsense, if they were sneaky enough and they could see in all the possible futures and outcomes and this that and the other and 
travel through the dreamscape uh, like we've seen Ballsy do and we've seen Landfair do and all that jazz. Like, and you're trying to get people in all the right place. If you go back to that, um, the story that we heard about uh, Swan and Moraine and uh, who else was there when they got, remember when they got the uh, the vision of all this shit that's about to go down? And there was only a few of them there and there were like novices at the time or something. Definitely those two. And I think the, the then current Omerlin. And the, right? and the, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. if, if you're like this ultimate bad dude and you're trying to find a place to interject yourself, sure, you're going to sprinkle dark friends all over the place. But like, if you can get one of those people, if you can influence them and find a way to get in there, uh, and you could take Moraine or Swan, who eventually becomes the Amberlin, like either one of those two would be extremely valuable to your purpose. Sure. Um, so I, I just, I feel like, I feel like, one of those two would would be a potential target and could potentially be, you know, sus at this point. That could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a perfectly reasonable yeah. Yeah, that's really reasonable. I mean Evil doesn't equal dumb, you know? No. No, God. definitely yeah. not. I think it's a mistake to think that anyone of the Black Aja is dumb. No. Um it, there doesn't seem to be a dumb woman in the tower thus far. I don't. I mean, Elsie certainly got her priorities a little skewed, but we stand her for that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think she's dumb either. So all of those except that we're still swooning over Galad after Matt just whooped the shit out of them. They are dumb. <laughs> hey, 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 could have been a fluke. Could we don't have a list of names. They have to but... root them out. Oh, not all of them are going to make it to be Isodai. Well, none of them are going to make it. <laughs> hey, leave the Madge Vage alone. Like some of them would need this. Especially, yeah, they've they've just been hanging out with women, and not all of them are okay with just the women thing. So mm-hmm. maybe they're mm-hmm. that's true. Okay, fair enough. And that's not looking so hot right now. So yeah, yeah. point taken. Point taken. It looks a little rough. But well, he knows how to use a staff. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. So then they also look at that list of all the Terangriel that are stolen. Um, and they all have there's a rod. Not all, yeah, there's a rod. rod. Yeah. 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 All right. Sorry, Alan. Back to you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So a lot of them have been last studied by, uh, was it Corden? Um, Coriana Nadil. Yeah. Coriana Nadil. Which is interesting because that's the same person who, I guess, studied that Terangriel, that, the, the ring one. The ring, yeah. Yeah, that Baron was talking about. So. Oh. I didn't notice that and, when I was reading. Interesting. And there also is a black rod that produces bale fire. Uh, we mentioned that last time, that word. <laughs> you mean so it just like just worked up and explodes? <laughs> mm-hmm. You said it was Very a black rod? You said it was a black rod? <laughs> it is a black rod. <laughs> and Gus, you said it was how big? It is three, a, feet it is long. three feet long. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is risk thick. I mean, I've heard <laughs> stories. Yeah. Listen, I'm just, I'm just trying to When I played I football in high school, I just never opened my eyes in the shower. I was, I didn't, so I don't know. But wow. <laughs> Sounds well, like a fishing story. Rod, it's this big. A, a clear crystal rod 
It is one foot long and one inch in diameter. Oh, what are you trying to say? I, I'm, I'm just saying I've got a lot of rods here. Hey, it's not the, you should know as a sailor, it's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. If no, you go to, no, when uh, the ocean starts making its motion, the size of the boat fucking matters. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me how I know. I've, I've, I have sunk boat. I have been treading water going, well, the boat's on the bottom. I've done that. Size matters. <laughs> hey, listen. I'm just trying to make people feel better. <laughs> I, mean, I could have just I could have just hid behind all of the like sayings that try to make you feel better, but no, it's come on. That's, that's if you're trying to cross oceans, you know. Jesus, I went to Catholic school. I cannot be part of this conversation. (laughs) Gus, she's in need. Grab a roller and spank her. (laughs) Make her her feel more comfortable. Something she's used to. You know, it's even worse. That's why I wrote the book. Uh, With the notation, dangerous and almost impossible to control. <laughs> written so strong and barren, This is had no idea what Balefire was. <laughs> I know. I mean, she, yeah, she would. Let us educate she? you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she, she learned about it, but she danced the pole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went back into uh, early, early Eye of the World recently. There's a point where uh, uh, Jordan, the, the verbatim line is, in the morning, unmarried women of marriageable age would dance the pole. And I and left. And Allie started I'm snorting. I'm still dead. <laughs> oh, oh, it's, it's too much. <laughs> that's, that's what she said? <laughs> but, also, but also with the giggling, that was the odd part. I, you know. Uh, but yeah, a lot so, of dreams, so, a lot of dream terror on Griel. Also, also, Ian, if you do go to thegreatblight.com, um, there's not a lot of stuff you can go there. Like it's spoilery, but you can go and buy the Red Rod Terror on Griel. Um, Nablus has it for sale there. The Red Rod? Is this, uh-huh. like, a red, is this like a red rocket? Are we? <laughs> I mean, no, it's for sale there. I can send you a link if you want. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here's what Matt would enjoy. Last time you sent me a link that said Red Rod, I was not pleased when I opened it. <laughs> this is all right. Go ahead, and send it. I'm curious. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Now, now I now I need to know. Okay. Anyway, they were all so, studied by this one person. There were 13 of them to be exact. They all did different <laughs> things. The smallest being a hedgehog. Is that right? Yes, the carving of a hedgehog. Yeah, also a little hedgehog. <laughs> it is the size of a thumbnail. <laughs> anyway, it's just Which, what does it do? Women. It makes you fall asleep. Yeah, for half oh, hour. Any woman who tried to channel that. through it oh, put women to sleep. <laughs> well, there's there's the the Korean and the deal ones. We don't know what they do because they're all use unknown. But the hedgehog just sounds like the best. Thing in the world because it lets you sleep for twelve hours, which I would love to do. Oh, it is big. 
Yeah, I can right think now. of some yeah. dog type things that would make a woman sleep. <laughs> what? Huh? what? Naive. <laughs> <laughs> I like Gus occasionally wishes he could give it to give me a little head drug because when I can't sleep, you all know he can't sleep either. That's true. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, are you awake? And he's like, Well, I am now. <laughs> well, just find the hedgehog. Or, mm-hmm. or you know, sure, offer her a rod while. and see if it puts her to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we don't know what they do yet, right? We don't know what Balefire is. Let me take that back. I don't know, y'all. I can't be making those jokes. <laughs> it's, it's too late. It's too late. I was irresponsible. I'm sorry. We know what's now. <laughs> we already talked about our kink quiz. Like, you're fine. <laughs> uh, go for a little hedgehog. It works mm. best. <laughs> and then the hedgehog. Hmm. It'd be better if it was a mole or something. I don't know. I feel like oh, and it's yeah, it's thirteen. It's thirteen uh, Coriandan exactly. ones, mm-hmm. which is no, 13, uh, thirteen. Sketch number. Uh-huh. Sketch it's number. Been, it's been coming up. They start to they start to suspect Varen, you know, and then Alana, and then pretty much everyone because yeah. everyone's sus. Yeah. I gotta know what are y'all feel y'all's feelings about Varen? How do you feel? <sighs> there's there's been potential for her to be sus or for her to just be the trouble is the trouble is I know people that are so factually, academically in tuned that sometimes they don't connect the dots very well yeah. of their various rabbit holes they go down they're oh, able yeah. to, they're able to uh, compartmentalize so well to be able to think about something so deeply that they don't see how it connects to other things and i bring that up because in our previous episode i you know i talked about how varen must have known that Egwene was going to go uh through the whatchamajigger the three thingamabobbies yeah yeah mm-hmm. The accepted test. And she gave her that ring, and she must have also known that the t- Terangri, the super ang- the super angry alleys, Terangrials, <laughs> uh, that they would have like issues with each other, right? So did she let her walk into that intentionally? Hmm. Did she do it absent mindedly? If it was intentional, even if it was intentional, you can't label her black Aja because there's still the possibility that the brownness in her was like fuck it I want to see what happened so I could take notes <laughs> wasn't, it a, true. <laughs> wasn't it a spur of the moment test though no I mean enough people knew about it you would think if the Am- so obviously mm-hmm. the Amerlin had to know about it and sure. if, yeah. if, if the Amerlin knew about it so shame shame on Swan if she knew about it, but didn't relay it at least to the very few people that were in the know. You know what I mean? Mm. Sure. So it could be a huge, well, I mean, there's never been an issue with communication problems in this series. So I don't know why one would pop. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone needs couples counseling yeah. in this series. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I was about to make that statement and then I realized, you know what? No, fuck it. That's a theme with Jordan. Everybody mm-hmm. sucks at communicating. So maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Guts and I talk all the time about the fact that there is no therapy, Aja, in this world. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's just going at this blind. Uh, there's no mental health professionals. There's no PR, Aja. There's no HR, Aja. We're just all kind of just... <laughs> Blasting away, doing our best when half of us are, you know, people from Bumblefuck who don't know what the hell is going on. And the other half are very traumatized individuals just doing their best. Um, And it's fascinating to watch. And to me, that feels very, that's what I like so much about the series is everybody, everybody sucks a little bit and everybody's great a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot to roast and there's also a lot to praise all the time. Yeah. When you throw in this concept of like supreme evil or your black azure or whatever you want to call it, like then you start to question, uh, are they sucking intentionally or are they sucking because they're human beings? I don't know. Right. It's easy to do. And, and it's, and it could easily be either. Like I, I initially thought, you know, that there were some people that were just sucky normals who turned out to be evil. And I'm sure there are people that I think are evil who are just sucky normals. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, and and that's kind of life, right? I mean, that's true to life. Everything is layered. Everything's complicated. And that's part of, that's annoying in a lot of ways, but also very true. Yeah. Um, no one's perfect. If, if you heard the way I talked about Celine and Lanfear when we first met her, you would never believe that her and I were like engaged right now. Like <laughs> you'd be like, this is so crazy. And I'd be like, no, like I, I, I love her. It's great. It's she took me roping and like, it was, it was a fantastic experience. So. <laughs> oh, there have certainly been people in the, this book series who at the beginning I loved who now I don't acknowledge exist because I'm so angry at them. And there are people who I hated from day one who now I'm like, are we just the same person? And now I need to talk to my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) My Christmas card list is a mess at this point. It's it's, even where we're at. It's been a very fun journey with all of the characters. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also, it's, it's hard to always remember that so many of these people are so young. I mean, that is a real half of thing, them are man. kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, who among us had everything put together at 20 or 17 or whatever age they, they're at at this point? I mean, I know 20-year-old Allie was a goddamn mess. So <laughs> she would not have handled this in any particular way. So I would I would say that thirty seven year old Ian doesn't know shit. But Alan, <laughs> Alan, Alan, maybe you could co-sign on this. Seventeen year old Ian, he fucking knew everything. Hundred <laughs> percent. Everything I did was the right thing. It was the right course of action. It was no doubts, full send. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, Gus, you knew me at 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. She's a mess. You yeah. knew me at 20. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, you know. 
Yeah, it's uh, we started dating at 20, and uh, it's a very different relationship than it is now. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, your kids, your kids, you don't know what that I think the more you feel like you don't know what the fuck's going on, the more adult you actually are. <laughs> That's the truth, 100%. Yeah, the more certain you've got a handle on things, the younger you are. <laughs> it's kind of like that thing of um, people who aren't people are good uh, who aren't good people never ask themselves whether or not they're good people. You know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. uh, my therapist once told me that he he was like, you know, the fact that you ask yourself whether or not you're a good person puts you above a, a lot of people. Yeah. You're not in the psychopath think, category. You, you know, you're yeah, not. yeah. The fact that you question it at all is is a good sign for you. And I think that's true of a lot of the characters. It's like they're just yeah, they're kids or they're lost or they're traumatized or they're X, Y, and Z. Or there's just stuff going on they don't know about. So they're just making judgment calls, you know, without any context. For sure. For sure. Uh, Gus and I call it the hot nuance part of the the hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, it, yeah, kinda, it comes back in full circle to the whole idea of they're all kids. They all think they know, but they don't know. So they're coming up with all these different theories about who could or couldn't be Black Aja. And they're trying to find connections between the information that they do have with the list Varen gave them. And all they can do is speculate and go, well, we can consider everybody or we can consider nobody, but we really don't know who to consider. So let's just try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they have no answers, just more questions. Yeah. Hey, Alan. Uh, Alan, yeah. what, what about yes? Alan, an hour and sixteen minutes oh. and five pages. Have you just fucking given up? Have you, <laughs> I'm sure. Have you quit your job? <laughs> what are you doing? I, I, I'm just, I'm just listening. <laughs> he, he's trying to figure out how long this is going to go before one of us quits. I'm just thinking of how much editing, whether we have to do two episodes or just. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's me. No, it's no. I went on a long like, rant. Just content now. Is don't always... apologize at all. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. No, don't yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, so let's get, let's get back to the story. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so, so back to the story. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're they're arguing about all the different um, Aes Sedai, and then they start arguing about the ring itself and who's going to sleep with it. Um, and then they the argue about girl. who's going to sleep with who or what, like too much. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, they do. just let it happen, okay. <laughs> It's organic, right? Yeah, you just let yeah, the we connection... sleep with who we sleep with, and right. just let it flow. Why are we uh, worrying? Okay, <laughs> it's the end of the world. Why are we worried? Actually, our podcast about this chapter was called "I'd Rather Die Than Share a Twin Bed." So, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then someone else yeah, joins the room. That. Someone else joins the room at this point, so you know it makes it even more awkward. I know. Yeah. We got yeah. four people. Oh my god! Yeah, Kelsey. Elsie. Oh yeah, draw straws. Yeah, comes in and says she has a message from the Armalin saying that hey, here's where the Black Aja keeps all the crap, and then runs away. 
You know what I'm not a fan of? How every time Elsie's around, the girls are like, she's plump. I'm like, can we not body shame Elsie every time she's in the room? <laughs> Jesus. It's every time. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with curves. Nothing no. is wrong. She's just, she's just got that Grecian goddess bod. <laughs> Let's relax. <laughs> Co- cosine. I don't, I don't know why there was a yeah. low there. Yeah. It's an important message. And then, right? yeah. and then she, she leaves. And she just kind of dips. She dips. Because like, mm-hmm. hey, all the all the cool stuff you need is downstairs in, yeah. a, in a different building, though. And she, and she literally runs. They start yeah. chasing her. And she runs yeah, away. Well, well, they staged their chasing. It was really Egwene that said, when you dip, I dip, we dip. And a, mm. and Egwene got the head start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But then uh, as she's running, she runs into someone else. Mm-hmm. Ian's girlfriend. Yeah. The most beautiful woman. What are the two? <laughs> what are the two sexiest animals on the farm? <laughs> what? Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll be here all night. You said you had wine. So, right, someone right. chat wrote a cock and a hog. <laughs> Seize the cock. <laughs> you know what? If Lanfear screamed that, I'd be like, damn right. Seize it. Arrest that man. Yes. <laughs> what she said. So. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, How so many gets away? Where'd yeah, she go? Play. She just printed her ass. Well, she didn't yeah, want to have to um, deal with their questions. I guess. What? I'm gonna go back to Ian's whole theory that okay. there can be the drone mentality amongst the Aes Sedai if the right person can control them. Because we know some Aes Sedai have special abilities. And what was the ability of the Amaralyn seed again? Do we do we learn that? Like what's her? She could see Taviran. Right? Yeah, we know that. Um, like, what do you mean by ability? I mean, they well, all like have some of them have like unique, special, unique. Are they stronger at? Okay. Yeah. And she can come up with a fish metaphor like a Off motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But like, we know that we don't know the timeline how things are lining up. We know that Elsie was heading somewhere when she ran into Matt, and then she's here at the girl's door. She's kind of glazed over originally when she was bumped into Matt and she kind of came to. So maybe like this message has been delivered by the Amaralyn seat through some type of control, or maybe it wasn't mm. really from the Amaralyn seat at all, but maybe it was from Bingo. a black Aja who knows that Ooh. the girls are working for the Amaralyn seat against the black Aja and they're trying to get the girls to come as a trap. So what better way than to point them in the direction, which we, find they kind of ascertain as they get to the items in the library. So thus the Egwene's idea of like chasing her down and trying to figure out like where she got this piece of information. Mm-hmm. And then she runs into Lanfear. When else is yep. also, I just want to point, cause we, you guys are specifically making mention of the, the sort of like out of it look that she had earlier. Mm-hmm. Here, the if I'm just looking at the book, it's it's 
Jordan goes out of his way to mention multiple times that she's really looking carefully at the notes that they have about yeah. the uh, about the about the sisters and the ring and the yep. ring. Yep. yep. So we don't know what her role is. She could be Black Aja. She could be Black Aja in training. Elsie Grinwell. Yeah. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, it, I, I don't. Interesting. But I, I should clarify, by the way, for those who don't know, I res, I reply to everything Ali says oh. on our podcast with "I'll take it." He's he's chief gaslighter. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. No, no, no. I, I just say sure. Honestly, <laughs> the harder they fight, the more I feel like I might be right. <laughs> Wait, do you, do you read into his tone and inflection? Because sometimes Alan says sure, but sometimes he goes. <laughs> sometimes Alan goes sure, and I'm yeah. like. That sounded like a very excited sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, but that doesn't mean anything because you might be so excited because I'm wrong <laughs> and he thinks it's funny. So it doesn't matter. Sure. But I sit sure. there, like we have this little microphone in front of us and I sit there and I stare at him, everything I say, just looking And sometimes he, like when he smiles, like he might not smile with his mouth, but his ears will go up. And so they're like, oh, what does the ear twitch mean? <laughs> Got him. Yeah, yeah, the the telling ear twitch is where I really live. I'm oh. looking for the ears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, is he loyal? Is it the foot of the He could be. I do have eyebrows and a lot of books and hair. I do have a lot of. You have sausage fingers. Maybe. Have you ever seen them? Yeah, if not, you've not, never not seen yet. those fingers. Well, then you'll have to watch and find out. <laughs> wow. 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 So excited for Jordacon. Keep <laughs> <laughs> my hands in my pockets the entire do, time. I think we should do a first-time reader panel where it's like wheel we- reads, wheel weaves, and wheel takes, and it's all the wheels, and we'll just talk <laughs> out. Panel. We'll give you we'll all the... We'll just, just go in tangents and don't talk about wheel of time at all. All the wild <laughs> Yeah, all the silver and white that'd be actually fun um yeah I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll mention it to jordan con um I'll yeah i think we should totally <laughs> like do like one first time reader panel it'd be so that'd be fun. fun it'd be dumb <laughs> we we would not talk about the time <laughs> well we couldn't right we're all at different places yeah we're all like yeah, yeah. Who would be the the junior in but that? There is, I think there is no beginning. There is no. It's it, come yeah. on. It just it all happens at the same time and never all, all together. Yeah. So Ian and Chris would say stuff, and we would all we just like go, hold our mm. lips together. We were like, mm. <laughs> that's interesting. Indubitably. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, hottest woman in the world. Hottest woman up. in the world. Ah, She's a she, so and then she disappears. <laughs> so with with Elsie being weird and the way she focused in on the documents and everything, I'm thinking, aha, the Black Aja have control over her and they're using her. Oh, but then we immediately run into Celine, and I'm like, damn it! Like she's I in my mind at least, Celine's doing her own thing. And maybe, maybe she's playing this double agent thing to make us think she's doing her own thing, but she's still with everybody else. But I think she's actually doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in coincidence too much. Like, what are the odds of 
Elsie running through and leading Egwene there and Celine being there. And the significance, I think, for me was that Celine was not surprised. And there's only been one time so far where Celine's been surprised, and that's when Perrin rolled up on her. And she was like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. She was How like, are you doing? you're, you're going to ruin everything. Like, this is not according to my plan. And she was caught off guard. But here she wasn't caught off guard. Not not really. Not not like the way she was with Perrin. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, if this was expected for her, then was Celine the one controlling Elsa? That is a very astute read. Well, you're saying that because that's what you said at this moment. Because I think I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I won't confirm for you whether or not you're right, but I she had the exact that same was my thought. exact read. Was Bingo. Celine and slash Lanfear yeah, yeah. controlled Elsie yeah. Grinwell. And and I because and I was like, here's my evidence. Here's I like it. I've never seen this girl run. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> and she walked away from boys and she had a weird look on her face. And she did a weird thing where like Matt was on a path and she was like, Let me just walk really far around you. And I was like, Why? So well, it's here- a good it's a good theory, I, yeah. I think. Don't look at my glazed over eyes. Yeah, don't look at me and my sure. weird visage. Or maybe yeah. it's transfiguration. Could be. And oh. I, that was my that other, the table? That was my theory at the time is I was like, well, maybe if she got too close to him, he would like see through her whatever. I mean, it is on the table because remember when Maureen does the like the like thing where she go- grows into a giant in front of the white cloaks? Doesn't she do that in Eye of the World? So yes. in, in when yeah. when yeah. we when we first met Celine, I I was thrown out there that maybe uh Celine is actually some old, decrepit hag, but is able to cast some spell or do something that makes her appear beautiful. What's the that? And especially early on, they kept talking about this perfume, and they would smell her perfume, and like there's this scent that just Just like with her. Thrones with the red, um, not the red lady with the, uh, yeah, 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 from Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's so, an interesting thought because I mean, Agamemnon and Balthamel looked like shit during <laughs> Eye of the World. They looked like yeah. they were bones. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, Balthamel had on a gimp suit, basically. Well, so both of them looked like well, both of them looked like shit. Like one of them looked like he was falling apart, and the other one, you know, some weird kink was going on. <laughs> not to kink shame, but something yeah, was going weird. on. Yeah, we no. were trying really hard not to kick shit. But something weird was going on. And so, like, the two of them... No, it's, the it's, them it's weird kink, but there. with a thumbs up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not weird, weird kink, kink thumbs down. Weird kink thumbs up with a smile and a wink. Yeah, but the two of them, like, they look like garbage. And so I'm like, well, maybe she could look like garbage underneath all that. Who knows? She's got that a would be interesting. Going. She could have a... Some type of angry all that charms people that puts a facade that makes people see her differently and yeah, yeah. that gives her potential control within, you know, within a certain, again, her whole thing was stay away. Like if he gets caught up in her path or in her three foot radius or whatever, because here we have Egwene running into her and all of a sudden she almost falls in love like she's charmed mm-hmm. 
like this is a strong woman she's the most beautiful one i've seen she can probably channel better than i can more powerfully Mm -hmm. and like she realized where her thoughts were going her cheeks red and then she gave herself a shake she had never felt less than any other woman before and she was about about to start so that's shaking the charm off and we know that with magic you know charms from opposite sex tend to work in that way but not towards the same sex it may hit you for a minute but if you're of the same sex kind of like that siren idea then you're not impacted by it the same way somebody the opposite sex would be it's like two different so that that's where my original thought came from uh we learned a little bit i mean we know about rand and his upbringing and what he might think is not just appropriate but pretty and beautiful and be attracted to but then you have loyal and you have um our sniffer uh herein and all from very different cultures very different groups of people but still all when they're around her they just they ooh, fall head over heels like just want to open mm. up to her she's so attractive but there's no way one look one being one person like could be attractive to all of those individuals especially when you throw loyal in there mm-hmm. and find out like what his uh, group of folks that he's attracted to mm-hmm. might look like i mean it's it, it'd be very different than what Rand would be attracted to so that that's where i'm thinking all right some sort of spell some sort of en- enchantment or what we said a uh, angrel or charm something that's Sager. an interesting thought. So you're thinking maybe she looks different to everyone? Oh. Like yeah. you're thinking she looks like whoever your ideal partner I, might look no, like. I didn't really yeah. think that. I just I, I didn't personally. I just think with the power of any charm, those that are again of the opposite sex are gonna be charmed into thinking that she's beautiful and she's awesome. And it hits everybody, but women come out of the charm versus men who get more and more into it the closer they are until Mm -hmm. an opposing force of equal or greater charm gets in the way that's so interesting you know i wonder because thus far robert jordan hasn't had a lot of characters who have same-sex attraction so i'm curious as to whether or not like you know should a pansexual such as I encounter Lanfear with that theory, you know, would I, would, would one fall, fall victim to that or not? I, I, it's, it's interesting. Because hmm. right now it seems like gender and sexuality are very much a binary in Robert Jordan's world, but it's always kind of fun to think about the nuance, the hot nuance, if you will. Yeah. And then when you look at it in that perspective, it's like, then are the, spells like biologically based or are they psychologically based and then is it this like a pheromone yeah or you know there, there's so much that goes into that aspect of it and with it being written in the 80s and 90s it's like how progressive was jordan really mm. yeah <laughs> and you know i think he yeah, we talk a lot in the podcast about the fact that, you know, the 90s and early 2000s were very women are, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, yeah. like Separate the two sex. genders working together, but being different. Now there's a lot more, blending. there's a lot more breakdown. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had 20 more years of the conversation. Yeah, so. there's been 20 more years yeah. of conversation that Robert Jordan, unfortunately, wasn't privy to. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's always kind of fun to go like, okay, what was Robert Jordan's intention? And what, where are we now? And like then, by extension, where with Rafe Judkins and the show, can he take it and run with the conversation that was started, you know, all those years ago? It's fun. Right. We shall see. We mm -hmm. shall see. I'm, I'm yeah. intrigued. I know he's sort of come out, Rafe Judkins has sort of come out and said, there may be some more ground to cover. I think he's pretty explicitly yeah, said that. He's, yeah. He's so I'm, I'm interested to yeah. see where he, where he runs with what's already been established. Speaking mm -hmm. of running, Egwene is told to run. Go away. <laughs> Chris is the master of the transition back to. This is what I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning about the dynamics. It's funny. Yeah. So we've Go got, ahead. we're back. We're back with Egwene and Elsie running. We've run into Landfear. Ian's girlfriend. And yeah. yes, thank you. And Elsie gets away, and basically, Landfear tells her to go back. And then she turns around listening, like almost like she didn't have her own thoughts. And when she turns back to look, Landfear is gone. She gone. She gone. As if she slipped into the shadows. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> And that wait, ends wait, the chapter. Wait, no, I could do it now. Yeah, there we go. There you go. I found a way to put it in there. So that does end this chapter. Anything we missed? There's no way. Anything we There's no way about? we missed <laughs> anything. No, there is one thing. There is one thing. I need to talk to my therapist about my attraction to this fictional character because here's the thing when uh when Allie started talking about the hypothetical of her having a moment with Celine I got defensive I got not gonna <laughs> lie I was like why why are you talking to my woman like that so that, that's something I need to work with on a personal level and I'm, I'm gonna figure that out <laughs> listen this book this book will occasionally make you go Maybe I need to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look into that. <laughs> I need to look at I'm not gonna think about that too hard. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but are there any last thoughts from y'all about you know all of this and no other than Ian's <laughs> attraction <laughs> <to> <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that's the only thought that Ian has right now. So that's all I got. It's a good thought. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Moving on to chapter twenty six. Behind right. a lock. What? I said all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Jump the gun. Yes. Chapter... No, I was just hype manning. I'm sorry. I was hype manning. <laughs> chapter twenty six. Behind a lock. Uh, I got two faces. <laughs> so, um, Egwene, um, is. It, we're right where we left off. Um, she's looking through the rooms, trying to figure out if Celine went in one of those rooms. And yeah, she's not there. I see Celine, Landfear, whatever you want to call her. Ian's uh, Ian's future wife. Ian's girlfriend. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ian's future wife. Yes. Ian's baby mama. Just be direct. You know. I love yeah. that we're all on board. Let's call it what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. So, 
So she's looking all through these rooms. Nothing's in there. Um, just some, I guess, mouse droppings. <laughs> and, um, and some mouse prints. Mouse prints. Yeah, so that's cute. Well. <laughs> Uh, and the other uh, girls come back. This is just mouse holes. Yeah, yeah. Eh. And the other, yeah, the other girls come back, and they decide to go down the storeroom. So it's fast. I mean, unless you guys want to talk about this scene, there's not really much that happens. I think what really bothers me is the fact that this is the second person who's been able to come into the White Tower and do a say please and leave, and nobody really knows it. Second, mm. like you had the the gray men. Yeah, Whoever was with the gray men. Like the black eyes were embedded, so that's a different situation. And to be fair, that is exactly what gray men are good at, right? Yeah, but they're coming and going so easily. Bothers. Sure, sure. No, no, no. That's true. I mean, it, it, it. it, There are apparently cracks here. You would think Mm -hmm. there'd be wards that would protect against somebody like Lanfear, which kind of goes to my whole thought of. Maybe Lanfear like instituted the Aes Sedai, and that's why she has such disdain for being called one. It's because she's not one; she is the one. Like, I created mm. this group. I'm greater mm. than they are. Mm. Like that. That's always been at the top of my mind. Yeah, like, like I'm the OG. I'm the oh yeah. Like I'm not an Aes Sedai. Like I created what you all are now. Better or, than you them. know that that sense. Or like a version yeah. of my purpose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see that. I like it. That's a really interesting. Uh, that's a really interesting thought. Yeah. So we we've yeah. been we theorized at one point that uh, you know there's been discussion about knowledge lost and they only know bits and pieces and blah 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 blah. And uh, so maybe even like the oath rod that they think is like this all important thing in becoming Aes Sedai, uh, maybe there's part of that process that actually limits them in their abilities to do good, see the world as it is, whatever uh, somehow entraps them. So who knows? I, well, that's I think the idea the, of competing factions too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so distracted amongst themselves you know between the different aja i mean there's just all sorts of layers of discombobulation here could be yeah so yeah so next they head down toward the storeroom in the library and you get a brief description of the library and they head really deep 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 down inside the library Mm -hmm. jordan does love his uh descriptions of architecture Yes, mm-hmm. he does. It's the another library. It's another building. Mm-hmm. Is this? Yep. Is this the deepest we've been in the tower? Um, it, 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 it might. Be. It's pretty far down there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty deep. What is what does Egwene think to? She thinks to herself something. Um, definitely, definitely so far. Can't can't say if it's always true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're. Yeah, they're in an now. I'm just trolling. Now at this point, I'm just trolling. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I just remember she thinks something specifically about. about they voted straight to about this hallway. <laughs> about the hallway. I, 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 maybe I'm misremembering. I'm sorry. I, I thought that she was thinking to herself, like, "Oh my god, it's well because it's it's dusty and dark, and they're like, wow, no one's been here in who knows how long, except for mm-hmm. whenever Swan dropped off these bags of stuff." Yeah, you know. It's it's such a sketchy feeling area. 
Yeah. Lots of trash bags of things. Yeah. All right. So uh, somebody correct me, and maybe we need to wait on chat to correct me, but these things, they were left here by the Black Aja before they left, and nobody else has come upon them yet. And yes. now these are these, the first were the first people to discover them with these they, girls. They bagged them up. This okay. is all the stuff that was left in their rooms, and then apparently they they bagged them up and they put them way, 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 way down deep in under the library as a way to like keep them away from everyone so that you know, I, I don't know, thrill seekers or like any other black Aja wouldn't be able to go get anything important, I think gotcha. is the idea. So mm-hmm. so they made a point of hiding this stuff far away such that now that Swan can send her Scooby-Doo brigade after them, uh, we're going to go check it out. The Scooby gang? Yeah. Okay. That, that's, yeah, it's not the Scooby-Doo brigade. Yeah, yeah. 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 Scooby gang. Is that called the Scooby gang? The Mystery, mystery the Inc. Mystery Inc. Who? <laughs> <laughs> We just had the small yeah, But yeah, ball. it's not like they were just chilling out in the basement. Yeah. Okay. They get down there, there's a big lock on the door. And uh, before we get there, Egwene does use two flows at the same time for the first time and surprised how easy it was. Um, yeah. It just shows how crazy. Jordan, Jordan kind of glanced over that really quickly. Just, mm-hmm. and then two flows, and then she was like, oh, shit, I can do that. And then the story moved on. But I, I did underline that. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got, yeah. nothing, I've got nothing else, but it stood out, you know? Sure. And Nynaeve's trying to get angry the entire time because that's the only way that the Hulk can do anything. <laughs> it's a good skill to have. Mm-hmm. Well, I just... Not to, to glaze over it too much, the idea that... Who was it that Did channeled the two? Yeah, who was it that channeled the two? Egwene. 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 I... You know, I, we know that like there's an elemental tie to the power that they have. So I'm wondering if they're supposed to like be able to specifically channel one thing pow- like most often, or like more than proficiently, but they were supposed to channel just like one element, so wind or fire or whatever, and they use that element to kind of do the pow- do the different spells or whatever that they can do. But her cha- being able to channel more than one is significant in the fact that she can use or tap into more of the elemental power than others. So that did kind of enter as a thought. As we already know that she does have one specialty, which is her ability to um, sense minerals and such. So that's just kind of already putting... Yeah, she's strong, strong with earth, right? Yes. Yeah. Strong yeah. with earth, using light, channeling electricity which is another form of light so it's like those are competing elements so is that something that's rare or something that's common yeah i had that thought we did learn that it's rare for um when when she's captured by the shan chan uh for for the females to be able to find um metals that that because they said that she'd be raised to a higher status as a um, yeah. demonic because of it. Yeah. yeah. But then she the also like, and... used fire. We can't really pin her down to one element. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of like a, it's like an affinity, right? It's, it's, 
for all it seems like from what we've seen so far you you might be able to do a lot of different things but you'll be better at one mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so maybe she's better at two maybe yeah. better or at two. maybe maybe she's maybe, just really maybe she's better at five good at all maybe of those maybe yeah maybe she, yeah but maybe she's just all powerful I was gonna say I I feel like our ultimates here, like our Rand or maybe any one of these female that females that reach that level, uh, are they're kind of like the Jean Grey, like they can manipulate everything and anything at the same time to the point of just creating shit or causing stuff to not exist. Or mm-hmm. you know, I I think. I think the Aes Sedai prior to when this story started, it was cool to know one that could sling fire. It was cool to know one that can do some air moves. But I, I think we're getting ready to stumble into some females here that can do a little bit of everything and maybe a lot of bit of everything. And I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah. So yeah, so Eve, like I said, she goes full Hulk. She makes a crowbar out of air and breaks a lock. <laughs> well, hold on stop bad narrating bad narrating does she break the lock do are we giving her credit okay yeah okay so, i don't think so i think someone went stephen hawking up in that fucking <laughs> chain link and was like i know which molecule is kissing this molecule <laughs> and i'm gonna make I'm going to make that Adam pissed at, at that Adam over there because <laughs> I'm going to spread a rumor that he was sleeping with her sister's best friend's cousin. And then all of a sudden, all them <laughs> molecules, they're like the jets and shit over there are like, yo, motherfucker. And at that point, when they were already standoffish, Dineve went in with her. It was a kind of big crowbar. And then she was like, no, I need a bigger one. And it went bigger. And then she yanked on it and hurt herself because it broke so easily. So yep. I'd say a True. whole lot of column A, a little bit of column B. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. True. So here's the mm-hmm. other question. Mm-hmm. We realize like these elements are more like harder for for women to tap into. So then is it implying that it would be easier for males? Good question. And so then yeah. are we saying that maybe a Gwen can tap into the male side of the power? Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. for her feels so familiar hmm. because she has that ability. I think it's earth and fire are more male dominant powers, and, and the water and air are more female and, and spirits, kind of a whatever. Yeah, yeah, and she has she can tap into both. She has an mm-hmm. affinity for metal, and the other was fire, but she had mm-hmm. it. So and, and we yeah. saw her use fire at the very beginning, like she was able to start a campfire. So we see her well, using the the more masculine based powers. It's about the closest uh, we've come so far to anything resembling a spectrum of of gender as opposed to a binary, but uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't really. That, I was literally about to yeah. say, <laughs> it's almost like gender's a spectrum. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> what that's a good question though this is new it, it is it is a good question so are you wondering if maybe that might make her more able to theoretically assist rand on his journey or 
Well, that's what makes her unique. Like, we know in that other world, she didn't really take the oath. We don't really know what's behind that. Maybe she doesn't use the same power as the others. Maybe mm. she's not using mm. the same power, so she technically can give the oath while breaking the oath because she's not using Sadine. I always get him confused. Anyway, Sidar, I uh, always think is the man power, but it's always the woman power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's irritating. Yeah. Maybe she's using Sidine <laughs> instead of Sidar. Well, we do I know that, that she and Elaine can see each other's weaves, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's in the very next scene when they find the 13 well, large trash bags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the big <laughs> trash bags. Of and, and, yeah, and then, uh, uh, you know, I just picture, like, you remember Tommy Boy when, when Chris Farley gets off the plane and has, like, the trash bag full of all his college stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. Um, with duct tape all around it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we still haven't suggested <laughs> that the two show different auras. Like, where is it specifically stated that Sidene and Sidar look different when others are using it? It just says that there's a glow. We don't. Have we seen? Have we seen? I don't think Rand has really interacted no. with any of the magic no. girls in a long time. Like, yeah. he hasn't seen them since. Well, I, I was just saying, again, we, we, we don't know, but we know that they're described as opposite, right? Yeah. So They say that they're very different. Whether mm-hmm. or not that's true, yeah. or whether or not there's loopholes, has it yet to be explored. It could be one scored. and the same, but the male side is corrupted by the tainer. It could be just like the males using, using it are more susceptible to the taint versus females who can tap into the purity of the power. Like, maybe they're a, there's a greater power that's greater than than the one power in general. Maybe that maybe Sidene and Sadar are not the one power at all. That could be. So then with Egwene sort of tapping into this more masculine element. Or again, could again. Could she be in danger? But then I, again, I'm saying maybe she's not tapping into Sidene and Sadar in the sense that maybe there's a greater power that she's tapping into. She's tapping a little bit higher before they split. Chris, sure. is, Chris has given us the uh, Karen, let me speak to your manager theory. Um, <laughs> if you will, the, the bigger. Yeah. yeah. He addressed these yeah. books at the retail level. Uh, he was casually browsing through the store wheel of time. And mm-hmm. uh, somebody that's stocking shelves was like, Hey man, can I help you? And he was like, no. Let me talk to your manager. So he takes him to the dude at the register and he gets a little bit better of an answer, but still not good enough. Doesn't cover all the bases. Chris mm-hmm. goes, let me talk to your manager. And now we're just moving up. Eventually, Chris <laughs> Eventually gonna be he's going to the corporate. <laughs> he's getting to the corporate creator. He's going to corporate. And he's That's like, a noble corporate. <laughs> why can't I have it all? Uh, but I, I'm not. I'm not knocking you and saying that. Uh, I, like, there's there there's a part of me that sees that there's uh, so twofold. One, kind of like what you were saying, maybe there's the possibility that one or some of these individuals realize that there is a uh, a power that you can access, that you can harness something that is before the split, before the division, that is that is more pure and more powerful because you get both sides. There's that. 
Uh, but then I also start thinking about, you know, I talked about how Matt was starting to be influenced by some former version of him from a previous turn of the wheel from the Manethrin blood the maybe he is some reincarnation of that Bowstaff dude that whooped up on the best warder swordsman ever and then we know Ran is kind of like a new uh what is it uh Luz Theron mm-hmm. um so now she's a dragon reborn if you will yeah. right right but I mean just you know tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. dragon reborn you know and then, so Perrin is uh, experiencing this power that is like not even within the recent time frame of things. I mean, this is something that's like ancient, an ancient source of power that that precedes the um, the one power. I, I think maybe I'm making that up, but anyway. So Look like they're right. all kind of touching back to their roots. Well, so maybe Egwene is also, and some of these female characters also, and we have stories, these fantastic stories from like, um, the queen, the Manethrin queen. Yes. Queen of Manethrin and how closely she was tied to her male Aes Sedai. And I would, I would think, okay, they didn't delve into this too much, but when I envision it, if you have these two powerful beings that can, that can channel, I, I feel like when they're united like that, the reason they're stronger is not because one represents one half and the other represents the other half and there's no overlap and they just kind of complement each other like this. I feel like the lines in between get more blended. There's more of a gray area. There's overlap where they push and pull and weigh on each other's strengths, right? And if that's the case, then I mean, if that's yeah. what we're experiencing- Elisanda and yes, um, Eamon. Yeah, I mean, you could mm-hmm. almost wonder if maybe that was the original like Warder Bond. I mean, I yeah, hell, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it could be the original Warder Bond was more of a push and pull. Like, I guess we're now magically kind of married or whatever. Where we have this sort of relationship, and then it sort of evolved as men became more corrupted by the power to be like. Well, we still want we still need this kind of relationship, but are you saying Eamon was a channeler? Or maybe he wasn't? I don't know. he was. Yeah. What? Well, this is post yeah. it's post uh this is post working. Yeah. Okay. No, that was... Well, I still wonder if maybe the oh. the warder relationship was oh, sure. initially Oh, sure. Yeah. Two I, people I... who could channel who were yeah. men and women. Yeah. Oh no no I'm, I'm not contesting that right. might be possible I, I just wasn't sure I I wasn't sure if he was a channel or not yes Amen yeah Amen I don't think Amen wasn't his wife was yeah Queen oh. was Alessandra see yeah. I guess I assume that especially well yeah. but I do think you're maybe I mean literally I everything know. else you said I I fully I yeah. fully love it I mean I, I just don't wanted know. to do a, I, a little fact check yeah I do wonder sometimes about the warder relationship if it was it, it has become kind of a substitute for maybe an existing relationship prior to the breaking yeah I think so yeah. I don't know perchance I mean Amen was a mighty yeah. warrior it would be interesting suggesting yeah. and if it isn't rafe judkins reach out to me i have i have <laughs> things you could add 
if he listens to us. Uh, yeah, if you, <laughs> give me a 30. Not listening, but you, got, you, you have to wait till you're on the dusty wheel. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> give me a... He, give me 30 minutes. Yeah, he helped him chat on the Wild. Stop. Okay, that's wild. So I, <laughs> I, I just need a 30 minute heads up so I can get a half a bottle of wine in me because my sober theories are like not interesting. <laughs> my my buzz the drunk theories are pretty fantastic. <laughs> hit the bomber peak. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta hit the right yeah. peak. Yeah. So we break in. Pick a bell curve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And oh, we find thirteen bags. These uh -huh. thirteen bags are full of belongings. Yep. And but before we get there, Gwen does like attach her light onto the wall too. And Elaine learns how to do it real fast. And then Gwen learns what she just learned. Yeah, they learned from each other, right? right? Yeah. Well, she didn't really know what she did, but then she sees Elaine do it, and is like, "Oh, that's what oh. I did." Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Harry Potter, which. Uh... I don't like to mention, but you know, he does things instinctually sometimes yeah. and it doesn't mean he necessarily knows how to do them, but I think it's established at this point that women can, you can some women each other. can watch other women do something and then learn how to do it hey. by extension. So it, it, it might be like a pain <laughs> reaction kind of thing. Hey. Like Egwene does something instinctually and then Elaine's like, oh, Cool. And then Egwene goes, Oh, I did that. And that's how I did it. Noted. Forever. Is that how it works? All of like, the giggities. I, I just dropped about 15 giggities, maybe 20 giggities in there. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Did I not notice like 20 giggities? I, oh, yeah, I they're was, in the background. I said them so fast Check and them. quietly and to myself, you know. <laughs> Well, I know I'm shocked that I didn't notice my own giggities. <laughs> I didn't giggity myself. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> but now, Chris, you were saying about the bags. So the bags are tagged. And they start going yeah, they, through them. Mm -hmm. And that's what's yeah. it's kind of a boring chapter because they're just like going through other people's stuff and tear just keeps coming up and coming up yeah. and coming up. And it's like, depending on what theory we, we want to go by, this is either a trap or coincidence, but coincidences are not coincidence when they come up with so many possibilities. And then we know Rand's headed to tears. So there's that part that's like, if you want to complete the ritual of of, of shifting Rand, going looking at the the trials that Egwene had, here's the perfect way to get the girls that are friends of the Tavirin with the Tavirin so that they can use them to complete whatever, you know, sacrificial thing they need to do to convert Rand. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It, it, and it, it really just depends on what theory you're going by. And the other theory, of course, is that, you know, here, here's just coincidence after coincidence after coincidence. Or maybe they're trying to throw them off entirely, which is, of course, what is noted. It's like, what's the the I mean, question they have though? Is are they are they trying to make us think we should go here, or trying to make us think we shouldn't? Exactly. Is anybody else thinking about the, the Princess Bride here? Trip. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because are, are we exchanging goblets? Because yeah. I feel like that's what they're doing. 
Yeah. And well, as, we, that was one of our quarantine movies. So we are always thinking about The Princess Bride. And, as you wish. As you wish. It's a fantastic trap movie. or maybe a diversion. A a trap um, but yeah, yeah, it's it, it is the similar kind of uh scenario of do we go to tier knowing that that they potentially want us to go to tier? Or do we not go to tier and but then where do we go? We don't have a lot to go on otherwise. You gotta chase a lead. I, I, I think they end up going because uh even if you assume it's a trap, I think uh Nynaeve outwardly and Egwene inwardly believe that they can fuck up whoever they run into and they're not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of confidence. I, I, you, I do. you think I, that's true though? I mean, they, we know they probably think that, but do you think they're able to face whoever they might meet there? Uh, I think our black Aja would really have to surprise us at this point because I, I still, I think one-on-one Nynaeve and Egwene for sure could take on any other uh, individual Aes Sedai, even the Ermelin, one-on-one. I think they could. And I still don't think they've even come close to realizing what they can do. I, I think there's a world of potential um, for both. They have, they have certainly said that these two women are exceptionally powerful. Yeah. A- incredible raw strength, right? Yes. I think Gus and I have talked about it a little bit like there's talent and there's skill. Yeah. Right? So like a skilled musician is not necessarily a talented musician. So like somebody who's like practiced the harp a lot might not necessarily become a part of the Philharmonic. Sure. Right? Well, someone someone's naturally really good someone at Someone who's naturally oh. gifted at the harp who doesn't practice will not make the Philharmonic either. Ever, yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. So there's got to be a combination of the two, like practice and uh, like yeah. you have to practice your magic, but you can also have the raw talent to be good at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I get I mean, a poor like, answer. I talked about their potential versus where they're at right now. So mm. God, I don't know. It'd be a crapshoot. Yeah. We'll get Matt to roll the question. It's hard to know because. We don't know a ton about the women who left, right? Like how powerful they are, how skilled they are. Um, we know they come from a lot of different ages. We know they have a lot of different age brackets, right? Yeah. But but we don't know a lot about their abilities. All we know is that there's there's so little pattern to them that it seems that they're yeah, it's, it's it possible. almost seems purposeful. It is purposeful, mm-hmm. probably. Purposeful. Uh, you know, so I, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like, would they be able to at their sort of nascent magic stage? I mean, they're certainly no slouches, but they are young. Yeah, are they able to take them on? Mm-hmm. Who I, can say? Who can say? We'll have to see if they go to tier and if they encounter them. Yeah, yeah. I did have one other question, and this one's probably less likely to ever get answered. Uh, remember when I was asking about how these things got to where they are, put in the bags and put in the room, da-da-da-da. All right, so do we ever find out 
who who bagged them up and who moved them to that room and was like how good was the inventory was the Amerlin there the whole time watching all of this go on or is there a chance that obviously one of the remaining black Aja that stayed behind was part of the bagging up process and you know, maybe we're missing something that would be important or so Ian, I'm going to tell you my favorite phrase. She's Marie. never gotten to say this before. I've never gotten to say this before. Oh, You're going to have to Rafo, my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I put it on a tee for you and you hit that shit out of the park. I, it's, it like, gave me a ridiculous amount of joy because I'm so sick of hearing that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really owe you. There we go. I don't, maybe one day you'll overtake me and then you can be that to me. So there we go. Well, that's Alan, you heard it. I have to read yep. S55 just so I can. No. Not gonna happen. Now, if you guys at our pace, we'll never catch up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a weird pace. We have a weird pace. Yeah. I, it's, it's basically me. Well, because unfortunately, you know, it, Ian, I'm sure you are very much loved by Alan. But it is a very different dynamic when the person in question is about to become your wife and they are begging you to listen to the next chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different dynamic. I'm I'm really manipulative. So I made him like let me listen to way more chapters than he probably should have. Let nice. me listen to. Well yeah, that, that doesn't work on me. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, don't make me show up with rum again. I <laughs> well, that's a different story. I've got three very good reasons why he should let me keep listening. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> Do we need to deafen everybody else? Uh, so you can answer that. Uh, I don't know. Definitely the whole of this world. <laughs> earmuffs, yeah, everyone earmuffs. Uh, hey, make make it a, a bonus episode. Our patron like count will go up threefold. <laughs> what did she mean? Uh, um, did we make yeah, it? Yeah. So did we get there? I think we're we're right there. I mean, yeah. So now you said date, and then Elaine uh, or Gwen says, "Let's dream about it," and that's it. Mm-hmm. Which is exciting. It's a good. Uh, it's a good cliffhanger. Yeah, but they're all going to sleep together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, bed, I'd rather I'd die. die. And then they'll be spanking. See, one one's going to sleep while the other two watch <laughs> in a twin bed. If that's what sleeping. you're into. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. Well, apparently, they are. I. <laughs> it, it's a rather big ring. I, I feel like two of them could use it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> does that work that way i mean if two people were touching the ring i don't know i mean or do we yeah right well we no we don't we don't know anything about it oh now well, you're, you're yeah. now, now you're just trying to brag over there or do we maybe we do maybe we don't Read and find out, mofo. Let me, ha- fair, let me have this one. I never get to be the I one who knows anything. You got it. I'm, I'm having a bit of a power trip. Me. It's all people just saying Raffo 100% of the time. <laughs> I roll my eyes at that shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm let me have this. Like, that's your answer. Yeah, I feel you. One day, some other first-time reader podcast will come along, and you'll be able to laugh at them. That's, that's what I'll say. 
I'm I'm waiting to get my kids hooked so when they ask me questions I can go ha ha reading find out. <laughs> Interesting. Rafo. And they're like, what does that mean? Honestly, you're like, it's the main reason to get other You'll people. You'll find to out. It. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna have more kids just so I have more opportunities to say that. Yeah, also, also the baseball team, you know. Yeah. I have, mm-hmm. I have a couple more positions to fill. Yeah. It'll be the whole starting lineup for the Dodgers. Well, then the nice thing is you you, you get the first kid through the series raffling all the way, and then and then you and the first kid get to raffle the second kid all the way. So you just get to keep having fun and, and bringing team. more and more people in mm-hmm. on the joy. Raffle like a, the the team just gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anything else for you, Chris? No, nope. like I said, this sleep. is this is the one. No, I until the chapter that she's like, I'm just the one, like this the one chapter where I'm like, this this could have. If you look at the the free read, they merged those two chapters, and that that works perfectly in my mind. Like, oh yeah, yeah, they're definitely one chapter. We created yeah. conversation out of this chapter. Oh, the, the, the conversation we had chapter. was not about the chapter. No, no, we, we, yeah, that, there was which is okay to the to the chapter. Yeah. Sure. These last yeah. two chapters are uh, we still can't trust anyone. Everyone's suspect, but we can't treat them like they're suspect until we have more proof. Right, here's my one question. Because that because I just kind of like I've been marinating over here on it. It's like. The question was thought is like, could Egwene and Nynaeve and Elaine beat the 13 Dark Aja? Black Aja? So, mm-hmm. Black Aja. So then, then the question mm-hmm. is, so then are we implying that the two group of Aja can fight against each other, which is indirect. Um, I can't think of the word. It would be against contra? their, yeah, contra, it's a direct contradiction of the oath. Because what, like, what, which, which, which oath? Like, isn't battling against each other like in contradiction of the oh, oath? It, oh, the no, because it says except. Uh, so you're not allowed to do harm except uh, if it's if you serve the dark one. Pretty much is what. Well, it yeah, says. but the the black Aja would still be fighting them, but we're assuming obviously that the black Aja have found some way around that oath. They didn't they kill a bunch of people like on their way out? Yeah. They did orders and ancestors and random servants too. Mm-hmm. I mean technically yeah. from what we know it could have been Shadow Spawn or something doing the actual killing and them just moving along. But uh, Realistically, we're assuming that they found a way around that oath. Right. Well, so then, like, I, I think that's a reasonable assumption because yeah. mm-hmm. because otherwise, you could just ask every single Aes Sedai if they were Black Aja, right. and that would be my first thing I would try. Be, it's I mean, just ask good, every you know? single person. Hey, it's just casually making conversation. You Black Aja? Yes or no? Yep. Yeah, I would yeah. I would hand them all notes that said Black Aja Y N check one. Yeah. And you make the third I, one. I make the maybe. No, there's no maybe option, Ian. Okay, you make the you make the third one and write read and find out, motherfucker. <gasps> <No>! <laughs> I hate I uh there's like a whole emoji now on our Discord. I there are three raffle emojis. I get so uh, mad. Yeah, we got them on ours. 
<laughs> I get so mad. It's been actively terrible. But <laughs> we aim to make you uncomfortable yeah, and angry. I'm Ellie. actively angry and uncomfortable like all the time. But uh yeah, I I mean I think this is all uh the you know, it's all Rafa. Yeah. You have to find out whether or not they're powerful enough or if they even ever meet them. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. So anything we missed, because there's not really much to miss here. Um so do you think they're do you think uh they're going to go to tier? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. They yeah. I, I think I, I think Nynaeve is still leading this group. And even if they're not prepared, I think Nynaeve will convince them that they are. And I think Egwene so, wants to prove herself in such a way. And who's the other one? Elaine? Elaine. I don't think Elaine's gonna go. <laughs> I think I think she'll go with them just because like I haven't found her strength yet. I don't know what it is that motivates her, but she's so far tied to these ladies. Okay. So, like her brother's going to shut that down. No, yeah. actually, if, so if uh, Elida is actually Black Black Aja, I, I still feel like they're going to do whatever they can to um, <laughs> get Elaine on their side. Whatever that takes, mm -hmm. or maybe it takes thirteen dreadlords, or whatever the fuck the combination is sure. right now. But I feel like she, <laughs> I feel like she's the next target to bring in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I would ask your favorite characters. But I think at least we know Ian's is Lanfear. Um, Salina. <laughs> Chris, do you have a favorite character? I mean, Matt is also a really good character. Yeah, I was gonna say. It like seems that. like just a long time ago when we talked about Matt. Oh shit! No, man, what's no. gonna do? Yeah, that was tonight. That was tonight. <laughs> no, that was yesterday. Also, I'm being informed that the the it's your Rafa emojis that we stole. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> now I know. Well, thanks for the Rafa emojis, guys. No, we yeah, no stole problem. Sorry. <laughs> It's a team effort. I hope y'all are enjoying them. We yes. love them. We they love make Allie so angry. I anyway, I've interrupted. Them. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess yeah, No, I was just asking your favorite characters. Yeah. Our yeah. favorite characters right now? Well, I was asking oh. them, but then you guys can go. Oh, Wait, no, them sorry. first. Them first. Hold on. Uh, at, at, the at this point in the series? Oh, no, right just now. for this chapter. These chapters. Oh. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. At this point in the series. Um, I... From the moment I met her Dur during these three chapters, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Oh, but can it can it be my favorite character up until this point? Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. Anyway, I up until no, this yes. point would have died for Varen. What? Yeah, I'm just I I'm no, not sure whether that I'm right or wrong. So she's yeah. mentioned and i'm saying up until this Good. point in the books i would have died for her i considered her my adhd fellow queen uh -huh. and uh that's all i'm gonna say i'm not saying whether or not that's right but i'm saying at this point in the books would have died for her i just had this mental image of like you and her handing the ring to Egwene, and then like you talking to Varen, going you, you do know where she's going, right? And Varen being like, yeah, but like we could take notes about what happened. And you go, yeah, cool. <laughs> and then you just watch shit blow up and be like, holy shit, write that down. We'll see. Yeah, I'm always, yeah. I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll, We're the chaotic energy everyone needs. Yeah. 
Admittedly. And then, like, I just picture Gus like running after the two of us, like trying to corral us, but it's just hilarious. Well, like that's, that's a good a idea for everyone. <laughs> Admittedly, I was I've always been that guy in the background to antagonize something and then see what occurs. And like <laughs> Baron's always been not my absolute favorite because I always like the actions. Like for this one, Matt is gonna be the guy for me. <laughs> but <laughs> The last episode when Varen gave the ring but didn't give the full instructions, like the full manual, like she had more information. She's like, eh, let's see what happens. That's yeah. I used to do that to my siblings. I used to do it to my friends. I <laughs> information to antagonize the situation and then watch. Mm-hmm. I, I love being that person. I hate to say it. Like I was always one of the smarter guys in the room. So, like, I could say or do something that would just, like, you would watch it two hours later, like, trigger this event of stuff happening around you. <laughs> and it's just, mm-hmm. I was never the kid to get into a fight because if I ever had an issue, I would just trigger one kid to do something to another kid. And it's like, well, because you killed them. Well, <laughs> yeah, she's like, scientific method, motherfuckers. I gotta see what happens. But it's like, I was yeah, like, but, I was yeah, just person something and tell another person something and just see what happens and yeah i mean i'm not saying whether or not i'm right i mean surely i'm often wrong in the podcast but you know at this point in time that's who my favorite character was okay bingo mm-hmm. and you'll have to find out whether or not i'm right <laughs> your guns i've never been wrong about anything i've just been misinformed i just yeah. didn't have enough information to make a good decision at the time very well said. yeah i mean i i always said that that leandrin was a crappy normal and then she sold our girls our girl into slavery and then i was like well you know what i said she was crappy so i'm still right <laughs> totally counts totally counts Allie, how did you turn your podcast on while you were I don't talking know. Okay, sorry. Skills. Amazing. Well, um, I wanted to double back and say that uh, my favorite character is Matt. And technically that is true. But God, Alan's got me messed up and I'm still hooked on this Celine thing. She, she just, <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to like be all weird and yeah, Celine, yeah, so kinky and ropes and stuff. You can be kinky. It's, it's, uh, it's just... <laughs> Of all the characters right now, she has me the most intrigued. Like, if you ask me right now, all right, next chapter is going to be point of view from whatever character, whatever character you want. I would want a Lanfear chapter. I oh, would want to. Yeah. I would want to know yeah. inside her head. In, a nuanced villainous. Hundred oh, percent. Yes. Give me that. So we, we love nuance in this in world. all pods. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, so her she's she's got the hook set all she has to do is reel that shit in she's got me uh so mm-hmm. yeah that's where i'm at oh. ian hated landfear at first that's so it's like viciously. <laughs> i was immediately su- suspicious of her i was like this woman is landfear no question and Gus was like what are your what's your evidence i said well celine means moon daughter of the night no question bye like <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> he oh. did not think about the fact that I knew that. I didn't but, even that um, well played. Yeah. What? I said I didn't even think that deeply on it. Well played. You picked up on that. that. It was like I I like name meanings 
and I watched a lot of Gossip Girl and there was a woman named Selena and I was and so like I liked that name so I looked at what it meant and like for some reason that stuck with me for a long time and so when she showed up I went daughter of the night hi nice to meet you moon like stop (laughs) also that whole thing where she was like shoot it in the eyes but she had no emotion on her face I went this woman (laughs) no (laughs) yeah we we noted that part also yeah she planned that (laughs) yeah yeah well thank you guys so much it's been a lot of fun. Um, oh, so much for having us. It was a blast. <laughs> yeah. yeah was so tell people how, how can they find you? How can they support you? Um, well, yeah. we have social media as does every, every many people. Uh, we're, we're Twitter where wheel takes pod, uh, Instagram where wheel takes podcast. Technically we have a Facebook. Uh, it's also <laughs> wheel takes. We, we also interact there. We it's do. It's not quite as we do. hot, but. Uh, the, the, we have, we also have a Discord. Uh, we share it with Stuck on Arrakis, who is another first reader podcast. It's called the Straw Haired Chits. I think it's the pinned uh, pinned post on our Twitter right now. Yeah. And other than that, the podcast is called Wheel Takes, and we're available on all of your favorite streaming services. Yes. Awesome. Sounds good. And we are the Wheel Reads, so you can find us at the Wheel Reads everywhere. That's pretty much it. Um, it's at the Wheel Reads, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's our email. That's our website. <laughs> so, um, they were on the Great Blight. Yeah, it makes these. Yeah, and, yeah. The website just goes to the Great Blight. That's correct. Because um, I'm lazy, don't want to create my own website. Um, so we also do have merchandise. Um, feel free to uh, peruse that. You can find it through our website. The links for that. Um, also, um, Patreon is a great way to support us. As I said in the beginning, um, we uh, appreciate our patrons a whole lot. Um, and I felt you guys have Patreon too. We do. Yeah. I just, I, do. I just, I just became one. I um, we really pledged just yes, now. Yes. Oh, wait. Okay. So we got a new Patreon too. Oh, that's <laughs> we, we get to trade dollars. It's just fun. It's always fun. So yeah. So yeah. So um, uh, by all means, go support these guys too. Um, along with us. Um, it help. It helps us a long ways. Um, the mics were. Um, uh, we're, we're talking into today are bought from Patreon money. So um, yeah, helps, helps improve equipment, helps with all the giveaways we do. Uh, we will be doing more next month. Um, I did two this month, next month more. So stay tuned for that. Um, other than that, that's all I really got for this week. Uh, anything from you guys? I just opened your link for the red rocket. Or the red, the red rod the red triangle. Rod, the red rod. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, on that note, until next time. (laughs) This was a lot of fun. Yes, fantastic. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.